So do you know what's gonna happen? You done all this already? As me? I don't want to talk about time travel. Because if we start talking about it, then we're gonna be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. It doesn't matter. When I hurt myself. It changes your body. This is what I do now. Change your memory. It doesn't matter! My memory's cloudy. It's a cloud. Because my memories aren't really memories. They're just one possible eventuality now. And they grow clearer or cloudier as they become more or less likely. But then they get to the present moment and they're instantly clear again. I can remember what you do after you do it. Hello, all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Lee. And my name is Chuck. And this week we are going to be discussing the 2020, the 2020, the 2012 film Looper, written and directed by (laughs) Ryan Johnson, starring Bruce Willis, (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Lovett, and Emily Blunt. So, we, um, I don't know, I don't know if we did this on, on the podcast or if it was just in text between the three of us, but, um, Chuck, you had some derogatory comments about this movie and I'm, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you start. Uh, Fair warning. I still adore this film. I think it's easily one of Bruce Willis's better performances of the past 20 years, given that he's kind of phoned it in ever since his diehard days. And that's just my opinion. But I I still very much love this movie. Lee, real quick, love it, hate it. I think it's a great movie. Okay, you think um, it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Chuck, you're the odd one out. I see that face that you're making right now. <laughs> What's your what's your what's your problem, man? Wow. <laughs> what's your problem? Everything about this movie is awful. <laughs> I could not I, I will Joseph Gordon Levitt did a great job. His acting was great. Um Bruce Willis could not stand him in this movie. The fact Okay, without Oh my gosh. Without ruining the whole movie, which you're going to do anyways, without ruining the whole movie, the end of this movie nerfs the entire movie. Nerfs the entire movie. The fact that he kills himself at a young age prevents himself from growing old, then coming back, and all the people that he, that the older version of him kills, the, um, Jeff, is it Jeff, it's Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, him goon, and his the gang. The squad. They're all now alive because he never came back from the future to kill them all because he died young, his younger self. So he nerfs the entire movie and doesn't prevent anything from happening because they're all still out there at large because they're all now alive again because he killed himself as a young age. He does kind um, of prevent everything from happening, though. Oh, they, right? yeah, they, they, they make you they play it out to believe that those guys are still dead because they no. don't show you. They that don't, they don't show it, but I mean, they have you believe that they're still dead because Bruce Willis killed them. I don't know. But the thing know. is, is he killed himself as a young as a, his younger self before third before living out thirty years, and then Bruce Willis comes back. But here's the weird part: is he comes back twice before uh. it even plays out, which I don't get. Um. Before it even plays out for the next 30 years, you see it happen twice in two different ways. Um, and then it goes out. So time travel in this movie is awful. It, it doesn't even make sense. Um, 
I would actually, what, like, I would actually, I would actually say the opposite. I actually think the time travel oh, in this movie is pretty sound compared to a lot of other things. And the reason why I say that is because it's so simple and basic. <clears throat> Here is what it is. You can say like one or two sentences to describe what time travel in this, is in this movie, and it, 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 the, the entire movie kind of fits around that. Other time travel movies, it's like you need this and you need that, and you need you know one point twenty one gigawatts over here, and you need to get, <laughs> you need to put on the suit, and we have to go through the portal and everything. It just doesn't do any of that. It's very cut and dry. And I th- well, I think what I think what it comes down to, and and a lot of the time travel that we see in movies today is they're just they're getting over the science of the time travel and just saying it's time travel. Let's just move on. Here's what can happen if time travel okay. is available. So 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 unless I miss something, the whole point in the future, correct? That Bruce Willis's character comes to find out is there's this one guy who causes all of these issues in all of these cities, correct? And it happens to be. The young boy, yeah. So the rainmaker, li- yes, is Sid. Yeah, like yes. uh, right. some kind of um, some kind of Jewish guy, I guess, because his his goons are. <laughs> yeah, they, right. They look like Jews. So so they introduce these. They introduce this one quote unquote superpower that everybody can, you know. The TKs. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, but which, Sid is Sid is basically the phoenix. Let's be, let's yeah. be honest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the, oh, this movie did not know what it wanted to be, to be oh, honest with you. I, it knew I, exactly I what it wanted uh, to be. Oh, they call oh, it, they, wow, it, it, really? is, it is in the, it is in the genre of action. I fell asleep the first three times I tried watching this movie because it was so boring. So I will definitely say that um, the whole TK thing, when they bring it up in the beginning, it's kind of just there. But yeah, then it goes they, nowhere. Th- then it goes nowhere until the end when you're like, "Oh, this kid. Oh, he's a TK. Oh, that. Yeah, I I forgot about that. I I, I yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but what they don't, what, what they don't do is they go. They what they tell you is everyone has. There are people who have this power called TK. Uh-huh. Um, but all they can really do is basically levitate this coin or something off like six inches off the palm of their hand. Yeah, they yeah. never go into a storyline saying there are some people out there that happen to have more of these that have. That well, because they well, didn't I think know. Sid's the anomaly. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know that. That's exactly what they were getting at. Was at that point it was so new and fresh that nobody knew the extent of where this this TK stuff went. But, so it, but be, I, I would be, say I would agree with you and say the one issue I had with it is that. They talk about it in the beginning, and then you don't hear about it until, like, the last quarter of the movie again, where you're like, oh, I forgot TKs were a thing. Like, you completely I was actually, I was forget. Actually, I was actually and then asking myself, I was like, are they going to bring it back up? And then they bring it with that, with that one kid. The other part, Well, they I brought it up was, with her, actually. They brought it up with her because she was over there messing around with the coin, spinning around. And she goes, yeah, these guys used to try to, like, you know, try to pick me up, and they try to lift a coin, and I would hold it down, and they'd get really mad, and they'd, they'd like, pop, like, blood vessels for trying to impress me. There's a couple of there's a couple of these looper henchmen that are able to, like, levitate the quarter and everything, so it's not like it's just brought up the one time at the beginning of the movie and then forgotten about. Like, you do see it scattered throughout until we actually get to the end of the Sid. Yeah, but it was very, 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 very like not. It was so, not. Mm. Did you want? So I mean, other, was, did you want so it to subtle. be? Did you want it to be X Men? Like, did you want it to be like the, the the main focal point? Like, what did you want? Like, or no, or opposed but it was so to out of pla- 
or opposed to just them not saying anything about it at all and all of a sudden you meet Sid and he's the Phoenix like what I no mean, it's just it's just the thing is we're so used to a movie like X-Men for example that has this mutation where, where somebody's got these powers and that's like a big deal but they made this such a like side thing like here's just a reality of the world here's this yeah, other it's story not like, it's not like, like the movie Jumper where that was revolving around that's his power Right. You know, it was this in the was, real was, world, but it was based around his power in the real world. Or Chris Evans in the movie Push, where he is able to do something very similar, um, but it's re- it's the real world, and it's but it's revolving around this. This whole TK thing is like side plot B that feeds right. into plot A, but plot A is but then the whole thing at the very end, every bit of it gets nerfed. Yeah, Every okay, bit listen, of it gets nerfed. you're a big Superman fan, so you can't say anything about this, okay? <laughs> Let's just fly around the Earth a bunch of times and just forget that the last two movies ever happened. It was in the first movie. Yeah, I that know, was in but the first te- movie. But I know, but... Well, the Donner cut. The Donner cut, he does <laughs> Yeah. That. Right. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you're familiar with that. So at the end of Superman 2, yes. the Donner cut, he actually flies around the Earth and, and makes everything forget all right. over again. Exactly. Like that. That, that's a thing that happens. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, <laughs> I ag- I agree with that. I uh, I think that's it's never a power that Superman had, and <laughs> they should never have introduced it. And it's ridiculous. None of, none of the powers in that movie, besides strength, breath, heat vision, and super speed and flight, ever existed anywhere else. You know, but suddenly he can rebuild walls with his eyeballs. He can kiss people to forget. <laughs> he can he throw, can throw his, he throw his ass. S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty lame. Um, I love the, I the, love very the special end- effects in that too. <laughs> just throwing, just taking the S off his chest and throwing it, and becomes this big piece of plastic. <laughs> I will say one of the parts of this play I thought was very interesting is when. Um, his was it his friend or his brother or whatever his friend that yeah comes back as older him and he gets and he's losing older his appendages him and he's losing and he's yeah it, that was amazing that was that really looked cool. pretty cool yeah. um outside so I, of that outside of that though I was like I was heavily not impressed at all Bruce Willis half ball with long hair halfway through his life looked awful um. <laughs> I just, it, and then at the very end, they had the gall to sit there, and you know what? You know, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna kill myself as the younger me, and none of this ever happened. None of it ever happened because the older me never comes back to actually kill these guys because right. I killed me now. Uh huh. Done. So we should have just done that in the beginning of the movie, but no, we had to do that because we had to make the movie. Well, because so, yeah, because then they, they couldn't, because that's how the movie gets made. Right. Yeah. But it makes no sense. They didn't. So Bruce Willis's whole point of coming back is to stop this kid from growing up, so that way he doesn't create all this chaos and murder and destruction in the future. The younger mm-hmm. version of him succeeds in preventing that from happening, but then yet kills himself, not preventing it from happening, so that kid could still grow up, and we have no idea he could have a crappy life, um, mm-hmm. and still do all of that now. He's just not around to notice any of it. So to me, it's very much like the butterfly effect. 
where it's like we know this ah, i'm just saying we know this story we know where it could go but now we're seeing the alternate version of what could be the future and i thought that the i mean i know we're we're way jumping at this point but seeing the like what happens at the end here where the kid's life like he actually looks and accepts that his mother is his mother and he says mom and he hugs her which did not happen otherwise all we saw was basically his mother was gunned down and that's when he just kind of loses it right but to but, to, to that to that point though we're talking about x-men and i brought up the fact that you know this happened but then all of a sudden will was like but then later on, this happens, and then it prevent, and then it's it just happens anyways. Who's to say that six months later, this kid has another traumatic event, and it just causes that domino effect anyways to happen, right. and they stopped nothing. Well, we don't right. know, man. and that brings us right back to that brings us right back to Terminator Three that you guys love so much. Um, you know, it's just like it's inevitable. Judgment Day is inevitable. You know, and then they just kind of do it anyway. So yeah, there's a reality that that could be, you know, the truth. Or this could be something that changes the future completely and a bunch of people don't have to die. Right, but, but all the people that Bruce Willis killed are no longer mm-hmm. dead. That's right. Not ne- mm, 100% necessary. There is no way around that. I'm going because to... He kills, him, he kills himself just because he kills himself after the effects, after the timeline of Bruce Willis, like he kills himself after they are dead in the movie, the fact that he killed himself at his younger age prevents his older self from coming back to kill the people that happened. So those people are now back in action again. There's no other way around that. So, but then again, there is, the, then again, me, there is a way around that. And it's the scene in the diner when we're getting the whole exposition dump from Bruce Willis about the way that time travel and memory are, are working in this universe, right? You mean, you mean mm-hmm. the stolen scene from Pulp Fiction? Oh, come on. Not even. <laughs> not even. Do not. Listen. Do not. Do not insult Pulp Fiction. I, not even. Oh, oh, I would oh do so. Something like wait, wait, that. wait, 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 wait. So using this movie to compare to Pulp Fiction is insulting Pulp Fiction, which makes this movie crap. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Hang on. So you get the, you get this whole diner scene, right? And Bruce Willis is doing a lot of explaining about how memory and time travel kind of work, or at least to to his knowledge, the way that it works. And it's basically said that Bruce Willis can see what Joseph Gordon Lovett is going to do right before he does it. Otherwise, things are a little bit cloudy as things take form. That tells me that just because things happen in the past does not mean that it's going to work out the, the the exact same way in the future so you kind of have two different timelines going on you i mean and lee just brought it up you can do the whole butterfly effect thing where joseph gordon lovett is living out his past bruce willis is living out his present and what joseph gordon lovett does in the present is going to affect bruce willis in his present so you can still have bruce willis come back and do everything it does because at that point Joseph Gordon Lovett hadn't killed himself yet. It is it is possible to have two different timelines moving at the same time. We saw it in Butterfly Effect, and we saw it in Days it, of Future But it didn't have it didn't happen in Butterfly Effect though. In Butterfly Effect, when he changed something, it it changed everything about his timeline. He just he just happened to remember both because he was the one reliving it. But he actually goes back and prevents everything from happening. It's when almost, he goes, it, it is it so, is a similar so, so, it is a similar so, concept if you're talking so about at the like, very so per- at the very 
at the very end of Butterfly Effect, when he goes back and he basically, there's two different versions of the ending. One, there's he goes back and he tells her at the birthday party to leave and never come back and it prevents it. The other one, he actually goes back into the womb and basically <laughs> no, 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 strangles no. himself and kills himself. He says, if you ever himself. come here again, I'll kill you and your entire family. Right. That's what he says. Not leave right. and never so, come back. He was pretty. Was, he was pretty. I was trying to be nice. It was a lot. So, it was a lot worse. But, but when yeah. he goes back and kills himself, the other time he strangles himself. He strangles everything himself that happened in the movie. Again, butterfly effect. With that particular version, at the end when he kills himself, he nerfs the entire movie because it prevents everything. Actually, it, it accomplishes his goal because he's just trying to save her from being abused by her father. Right. So he actually he actually prevents that from happening, but. The entire movie is now none of it happened because he killed himself. Or in both effect, when he tells her, you know, leave now or I'm going to kill your entire family. When they meet up in the future, everything that he went, when he went to college, all that kind of stuff never happened because but you're he went still, back. Hang on. You're still talking about one person being either the constant or a point of singularity. Because but Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the Ashton Kutcher asked, Hang on. Ashton Kutcher retains all of his memories. So that means that his past, his present, his future, they're all kind of simultaneously happening at the same time when he's in the womb or when he's telling her leave and never come back. The same thing can be said for Bruce Willis in this movie. Right, but Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt was the constant in this movie, not Bruce Willis. No, Bruce Willis was the constant because he had the memories of his past. When Joseph Gordon-Levitt did something or he did something different than what he was originally supposed to do, Bruce Willis immediately remembered it or immediately like conjured up that memory. Like it, right, it because Bruce, jo- be, right, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt changed what Bruce Willis remembers. Exactly. So because he changed things. But right, Joseph but, but, Gordon-Levitt changed it. So when he killed himself, he changed everything that happened. He changes mm-hmm. what happened, but he doesn't change the events leading up to yeah, but it's not up to anymore because the future self comes back. If the future self, dis- he disappeared. He didn't die in the shot. He disappears. So if he never, he disappeared because he never came back in the beginning. So if he never comes back because Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't grow 30 years older, everything that Bruce Willis did, he never marries the girl. Nope. He never time travels. He never no. comes back. None of that ever happened. I agree with you. But the events still happened. <laughs> they happened in the movie. They, but exactly, they happened in the movie. They, the events all still happened. And to my point, we don't know. They what, lead you to believe that they're don't, all still dead. No, they don't. We don't know what the fate is of, you know, um, what's his name? Oh my God, Jeff okay. Daniels, the Goon oh, Squad. Yeah, Emily Blunt, her son. We don't know their fate at all because the movie just kind of ends. Yeah, they lead you to believe that they're all still dead and that the kid, they lead you to believe that the kid is now going to grow up and be good. That's what they lead you well, to they believe. Lead, the, 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 leading you to believe that the kid's going to grow up and be good, fair. Because everything happened to him. Right, but at the same time, Jeff Daniels and his whole goon squad never die because no, Bruce Willis die. never comes back to kill him. Okay. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his character, kills himself at the age of 30, right. or whatever, 20, yes. the 50-year-old version of him could never have come back to kill them in the first place. So it rewrote history. It rewrote mm-hmm. his 
future at that point. I don't so know if Jeff, it rewrites history. It has to because the future you came back to do that. If Joseph Gordon-Levitt killed those people, that would be a different story. But that Bruce would be a completely Willis's, different story. I agree here. Bruce Willis came back to kill him, but if Bruce Willis is dead because he killed himself at 30, the 50-year-old version of him would never have come back to kill him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Story over. There's, there's, there's no way around that. This goes back to what we said before, is that there are so many time travel theories out there. You're never going to find a time travel movie that makes the most sense. It is, no, you have, to, you have the, to take it and say, okay, well, this is their theory. No, the, the time travel theory. The time travel theory makes sense because the time they call travel it theory in this movie makes really, really good sense. It, it makes but, good sense because the older version of him comes back, and when he kills the younger version of himself, that prevents the older version from coming back. That all of that makes sense. I'm guessing what, right. I'm, I'm, guess what I'm, I'm talking getting, about is because he kills himself at thirty, he nerfed the entire movie because well, of, of it. I'm yeah, guess I'm getting like really. Superman. I'm guess I'm getting. Stop. I guess I'm getting really <laughs> hung up on the diner scene when they're talking about time travel and the way that memory works. I took that I took that as what happened happened, but Joseph Gordon Lovett can change things. Like the timeline yeah, exactly. is going the timeline is going to continue, but depending on what Joseph Gordon Lovett does, it could, could potentially change, it. change things. So everything that happened leading up to Joseph Gordon Lovett killing himself happened. It did happen in the movie. But in the timeline, if you look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt's timeline, he never grew up to be 50 to come back and kill himself or prevent himself from being killed and then kill the guys. That never happened. Would you be happier if Bruce Willis didn't disappear and just drop dead? Eh. No, because that would make no that would that would make even less sense. This the whole point of it makes sense. They just leave you to believe that Everything that happened still happened when in reality, if it was reality, it would never happen because all of that, everything that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did up to this point would remain. Everything that Bruce Willis did would get, would be, would be undone. Every bit of it would be undone because he never was alive to do it in the first place Mm. because he died at 20 or Mm. 25, whatever his age was, whatever his age was. Yeah. So he died at that young age, which prevents himself to grow up, come back and then do all this other stuff. That's why when you see his other character, that other friend of his, when it's happening to his younger self, you see, you know, it, you don't, he's not, he's not feeling the pain. He's just climbing over that fence. All of a sudden he's like, what the heck? And then his finger's missing. And then there's this cut right. on his arm because mm-hmm. it happened 30 years ago to him. It just happened to happen in the same moment because they're, they're at the same time frame. Um, the the part that I was having a hard time with too, on top of all this, is you. I, I saw comedy mixed with chick flick, mixed with action, mixed with every, all these characters coming Where in. Do you get chick flick? Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt plays in a lot of chick flick movies. Bruce Willis is the action hero, and Jeff Daniels is the comedian. All coming into one movie, which is why they Je- have Jeff no- Daniels was a comedian in one movie. I've seen it in a few others. I don't remember what they're. He's a, he's a big he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He, 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 I don't see him as this. I mean, he did a great job as this serious role, but I just, he's not, that's not the first thing you go after. No, maybe you go to Dumb and Dumber, but even before Dumb and Dumber, he was known for more serious stuff. 
And that's why that's why he worked so well in Dumb and Dumber, because they wanted to find somebody who wasn't going to try to overplay Jim Carrey. Not that anybody ever could, because he's such an overactor. No, not not but, at that time. <laughs> Nobody was yeah. outperforming Jim Carrey. Not that Exactly. <laughs> and, and there was a great chemistry there, and it worked out. But my point is, no, Jeff Daniels was never, besides Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber known to be a comedic actor. So I can't agree with that. You say chick flick. Je- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was not always in chick flicks. He's been in many other movies. He's been in a lot of chick, chick flicks. flicks. I know that, but he's been in a lot of chick flicks, though. He has been in a lot of chick flicks. I just don't understand how you look at Looper and see chick flick. Like just I, just, I think, I think you're, they did you're a... Just, you're stuck on the actor. You're not The stuck stereotypes on, on are the brought into one, and it's just it was hard for me mm-hmm. to get... And the thing is, is Bruce Willis wasn't this big action-packed hero in this movie whatsoever. He had one scene where he was fighting people. Outside of that, it was like... Well, no. Bruce Willis st- hung that up when he did the Lucky Number 11. At that point, he just became the silent guy who just comes down in an elevator, shoots a, shoots a gun with a silencer, and goes, hmm, and then no. goes away. Like, oh that's basically gosh. what he, he did, became. After so when that, he, he did the, Red and Red 2, which were phenomenal movies. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, running... He was still, like, a silent, like... Nope. old man type character he wasn't jumping around and like ju- like jumping over walls and stuff he was just it was a he oh my gosh they were f- him and john malkovich were great in those movies he was but it, he was it, it, he was a big action movie but he also did roles like this i will remind you of mercury rising right absolutely <laughs> oh yeah i mean let's, he, let's talk I about mean, bruce willis Dude, armageddon mo- mood lighting mood before lighting. die hard he was in moonlighting <laughs> oh i know that was not the thing is though is i still they this is in the genre of action there's about this is very five much an minutes. action movie Oh, this is very much an action movie. It's a sci- sci-fi action. Sci-fi action. Yeah, sure. No comedy, no chick flicks. Sorry, I don't see that none at of all. that. I don't no. see, it's a sci-fi drama with a little bit of action. You're, you're just, it's a you're sci-fi just drama with a little bit of action. What? 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 You are stuck Joseph, on. Joseph Gordon Lovett was a hot throb in the early 2010s. No, it's and a now sci-fi. All, oh. It's a it's a sci-fi drama with a little bit of action. There's like four actions, like. Four three-minute action scenes in the entire movie. It's an it's a two-hour movie with fifteen minutes of action. That is not an action movie. Joseph Gordon Lovett is running all over this movie, a bloodied mess, and you and it's not action enough for you. Like <laughs> he's in the I, house with the girl for half the movie. He takes I'm, buckshot I'm, to the chest. Well, not buckshot. No, but no, rock no, salt. no, not buckshot. Rock, rock salt. salt to the chest, dude. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's. Come on. Yeah, come because on. you have because you have a gunfire here and there doesn't mean that it's action. Here and there. <laughs> it's happening all over this movie. Uh, wow. There's a okay, lot of gun, okay. there's a lot let's, of gun scenes going on in this movie. Let's let's, let's get into this movie so I can disagree with the entire I will I am oh, I am wait. I am looking forward to you stalking me as often as you want to, sir. We haven't even started the movie yet. No. <laughs> no. What are we what are we an hour in? Twenty five minutes in. Twenty five minutes in. So the movie opens up with Joseph Gordon-Lovett looking at a watch. He's learning French. A man appears with a tarp in front of him, Uh. and Joseph Gordon-Lovett shoots him dead. Which goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. What do you mean it goes nowhere? nowhere Because he grows up to learn Mandarin. (laughs) (laughs) He goes nowhere. (laughs) 
Listen, he even tells him. He, he, he learned, he he learned French Bruce so he can Willis, speak to Beatrice. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis even tells on, himself, Bruce, don't learn French, learn Beatrice. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff Daniels says that. And Bruce Willis is fluent in French in the, um, in the diner scene that I keep referring to, sir. So it does right. go somewhere. Stop it. Oh, Absolutely. So he, can, so, he can talk, so he can talk to the one diner chick as an old yes. guy and a young guy in French, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> Other than yeah, that, absolutely. it goes nowhere. Absolutely. We find out that the year is We find out that the year is 2024 and the basic understanding of time travel. In 30 years, time travel is invented and instantly outlawed and it's only being used by criminals. Man that Joseph Gordon Lovett just saw dead has some silver tape to his body, so it's basically payment. The rundown of everything that's going on is it's almost impossible to get rid of a body in the future due to ID tagging and all kinds of other nonsense. And instead, they're sent back in time so an assassin or looper can take care of this job because it's clean and technically the person in the past doesn't exist. Any problems with that? The person I in the past doesn't a, exist? No, I the di- person doesn't exist in the past. The person doesn't exist in the past. That's yes. the line in this movie, which... I'm going to go ahead and disagree with because when they, they do go exist, they, exactly. When they go and they close their loop, that person exists. So how can you say right here that the person doesn't exist? I don't understand that one at all. That is, is a nitpick that I do have with this movie is it doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't jive yep. very well. I'll, with I'll agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We get a scene of Joe. I'm just going to say Joseph Gordon love it because when you get, into the movie and you gotta go older Joe, younger Joe. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say Joseph Gordon Lovett or Joe for and sure. Bruce Will- and, and Bruce Willis. Bruce That's Willis. exactly what I'm gonna do throughout this movie. Um he's driving through the city. The city, I for some reason scenes like this really strike home with me. I love this. I love seeing like just dystopian future and just lawlessness. There's a homelessness problem going on in the street. There's this kid who runs up and just steals some guy's luggage. And this dude just turns around and shoots this kid dead. No sirens, no cops, no yep. nothing. It just happens. Yep. I, I just, I love dystopian, just anything dystopian story. Just really, it strikes the right chords with me. Um, it, was a, it was very RoboCop seeming to yeah, me. Yeah, like a little th- bit, This man. future, it, it reminded me of RoboCop. Yes, very much so. I agree with that. Josh um, Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh, I'm thinking. I, I got confused with Demolition Man. There, listen, he didn't use the three seashells. Listen, <laughs> both movies are great. Judge Dredd and Demolition Man. Fight which, me. which, which Judge Dredd movie? The original, the one with Colin Farrell. The no, one with Stallone. Oh my God, Colin. What Farrell. Colin? Colin Farrell was not in. Was he in Dread? He was in the new movie Dread. He was in the new oh, movie. I didn't, I, he was I didn't Dread. See that was one yet. Remake. Yeah. No, no, Colin Farrell wasn't wasn't Dread. It was another dude. It was Colin Farrell. Are you confusing Demolition Man with Total Recall? No, Total Recall. He also he took place. He he was in Total Recall because he re, he was taking Schwarzenegger's place. Demolition Man was Stallone and um, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, where he gets frozen and then gets unfrozen years later. Yeah. Judge Dredd was Stallone, and he learns and how they, to knit. No. It's great. He no, learns. listen. Judge Dredd did not have Colin Farrell. Uh, no, sorry, Dread did not have Colin Farrell. No, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Olivia Th- Carl Urban, yeah. thank you. That's what I meant, Carl Urban. Thank you. Yeah, definitely definitely not Carl <laughs> Urban. Colin Farrell. Um, okay. But yeah, he played Dread. 
Anyway, Demolition Man was. A, I'm sorry, Demolition Man was a fantastic movie too. Demolition Man is awesome. I love Demolition Man. Fantastic movie. It's wait, it's, I think it was It's the, the fact right. that Taco Bell is a far is a five star <laughs> oh restaurant God, is fantastic. Brilliant. Was it, wasn't um, Dennis Leary and Jack Black like these underground like rebels? Yes. <laughs> Dennis Leary for sure. I don't remember. I don't remember Jack, oh, Jack. Black in that movie, but I remember okay, Dennis Leary. I think it's one really of the funniest... difficult. It's really difficult not to like see that ginormous head of his in any like <laughs> like you just that's the one thing that's I, to, like. Dennis I Larry think the funniest thing in this whole in that whole movie is the um the love scene in <laughs> when it's all done through virtual reality because touching is mm, illegal. Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? Breaking the law. <laughs> 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 it's the right amount of corny. Like it's oh, that, so perfect. Well, it's so uh, perfect. So I'll say that I I definitely watched Demolition Man a lot more than I watched Judge Dredd. I think I've only watched Dredd, Judge Dredd through like all the way through one time. And then, but to see that Rob Schneider was in both of them, I was like, it's basically the same movie because he just added this ridiculous comedic like comic it relief like, to it. It was I, like. This is not really needed, but in Demolition Man, in Demolition Man, it fit. The whole, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> like, I, that's the only part that I'll, I'll never forget how funny it's like, go, try to go in there. Like, how do you I, use I love, It's only three seashells. I, I, I love the language offense <laughs> that he's, he keeps getting a ticket for saying bad words. So he has to go to the bathroom. So he just keeps swearing over and over again to get all this paper. So he can go to the bathroom and wipe himself. I forgot about that. That was actually really funny. Oh, Stallone being funny. It was great. It was awesome. It was fantastic. So back to oh. Looper and Office Stallone for a minute. Oh, I was enjoying that conversation. Back to oh this mess. Oh, my God. So like I was saying, uh. we're in kind of a dystopian world going on here. Um, as Joe was on his way to a club of some sorts, we learn about TK. 10% of the population has this thing called telekinetic or whatever they want to call it. In Telekinesis, TK. Telekinesis, TK. TK, telekinetic. It doesn't really matter. It's basically the way that it's framed here in this scene. It's basically just a bunch of people who can levitate core. And that's all that they know. That's all that they think it is. Joseph Gordon-Lovett actually has a line. Everybody was really excited. We all thought we were going to get superheroes, but no, it just turned into people levitating quarters. It's kind of depressing. Um, later at the club, and that's as far as that goes for most of the movie. <laughs> no, it's not. Be fair. <clears throat> Until this comes back in a massive a way. Point. Come on, it's not Until a valid the, point. Eh. Until the third act, when you see the kid. You don't see it ever again. But it's established here. Oh. Listen, if it wasn't established and this kid just all of a sudden turned into Jean Grey, you'd be complaining about that. Like, they never brought this up. Where was this in the other part of the movie? Like, you would be complaining about that. Yeah, of but course, because it would make it, the it seems, Yeah, but. It seems, yeah, I will but. say, it seemed like they just kind of forgot about it for the majority of the movie, and then they brought it back in the last quarter of it. They're like, oh, yeah, remember this? Or like, oh, that was a thing, wasn't it? Okay, well, I, I, I'll buy that. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm not against it. Like, I, I, it, so... to me, to me, it was mild, mildly unsettling. But I was like, oh, no, that was good because I forgot about it, but now it comes into play. I'm like, I'll take it. I'm okay with it. But it it was a little like off. That's all I'll say. 
Later that night, Joe was at the club with a bunch of his henchmen buddies, and we learn about closing a loop because some guy's loop got closed. Basically, what it is is when your future self, 30 years from present day, gets sent back in time, and you have to take him out. And there's a massive payday in it for you. It's just a truckload of gold. And uh, yeah. you basically enjoy the last 30 years of your life and go off and live and do whatever you got to do. So yeah. here's here's so here's my question to How that. Why not okay. just why not just send it back to somebody else? Because that it's your you payday. It's your money. It's your it's, payday. Yeah, it's, it's your it's money. Your, yeah. You get to now you get to So <clears throat> if I got this payday based on I want to remind you I want to remind you that we're not exactly dealing with the most upstanding individuals in the world here. Oh, I like, get would you. you I really, get you. Would you really trust somebody else to be like, hey, listen, you're Luke close, buddy. Would I tr- Here's your gold and your payday. Like, would no, I trust, would I trust my, would I trust myself? And here's the reason why I ask. Okay. So if Bruce Willis is saying what he is saying in the diner and the younger version always has the, it's a fog when they're together. And the younger version has the ability to change what could potentially happen. <clears throat> if I saw myself come back and I killed my older self and now I have 30 years of gold in my pocket, I would change my life, escape where I was, not live anywhere near this time travel part, and then I'd have this gold and I'd live past 50 and never get to, and then it would prevent it in the long run. Right, I think it's because implied, now I know it, it, it's it's implied that there's a big problem in the future for disposing of a body that they are all tagged. So I'm pretty sure that you can just track down Bruce Willis, no matter where he is. Hey, he's right there. That's 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 a thing. Mm. How are they tagged though? I don't know. Remove the tag. Remove the tag. Sure. There's so many ways around this, and <clears throat> yeah, keep going. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I I don't, no, don't like don't this apologize. movie. <laughs> don't apologize. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Go for it. So we basically get a montage of what is Joe's life. He wakes up. He does his job. He gets coffee. He does a bunch of partying. Does a bunch of drugs. Goes to sleep, and he repeats everything the next day. What are they called? Mm. Droppers? Is that is that Dro- what they're called? Droppers. They're basically doing eye drops. That's a a a drug. Really mm-hmm. interesting way to do a drug. I mean, sh- okay, sure. Um, his buddy shows up at his place terrified because his contract ended and instead of actually doing the job, he let his loop run. This is called, what is it called? I forget what it was called. Whatever. Um, and the goons show up at Joe's apartment looking for this guy and they are not very happy. And Joe is going to take a trip to see the boss while everybody else stays behind. Jeff Daniels, who plays a gentleman by the name of Aid, Abe, is from the future. The two make a little bit of small talk. Joe has been stashing half of his silver for the future and, and the rest of his life. Tells Abe he's going to go to France. <laughs> Abe flat out says, don't go to France. Go to China. I'm from the future. You want to go to China. It's actually really cool. Lee, you, you, you threw your hands Which up in leads the air. Me to- Come on. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I hate to say it again. I know we're not going to release this on the day of, but William Hurt just died. 71. Wow. Remember William Hurt? No. Broadcast broadcast news, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Lost in Space, The Village. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seventy one oh, okay. years old. Yeah, he was in the he was in the uh, Avengers as one of the he dropped the accords. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. He was um uh Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. Wow. So 
<clears throat> okay, there's that. Sorry, continue. I forgot where I was. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, we get the whole thing about Joe wanting to go to France. Abe tells him, I'm from the future, kid. Don't go to France. Go to China. Like, so, I know very- where you are 30 years, so I can send you back. He set him up 30 years earlier. Makes it oh, yeah. sounds like something bad's going to happen in France. I don't know if that's the mm. case. I don't think, or, see, I don't, I don't agree with you on this. I don't think finding them in the future is a very big issue. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that was it. I think it was more just like, I'm smarter than you. You're dumb. You're not going to do that. Let's I'm do from this. the future. But, go to China. Don't go to France. Something bad's going to happen in, in France. He didn't really say that, though. I think he it's was just heavily saying, heavily implied. I think he was just he was just flexing the fact that he had more knowledge than he did. Yeah. That was it though. He wasn't he wasn't saying like don't do this because he was worried I'm not going to find you. I think it was him just saying, "No, you're not doing that." No, oh, no, listen to me. I'm smarter. Like he was just demonstrating the fact that he he had knowledge that he didn't. If it's so another, okay, another if, question. If, if where's from, where's if, where's Jeff Daniels young? Where's Abe's younger self uh-huh. in all of this? That's a good question. Um he he is mm-hmm. on his way to Aspen. Oh, with one pair or two mm. pairs of gloves? Mm, California. Beautiful. <laughs> no, actually, he had, um, he had one ski with him. Uh, not both of them? <laughs> no, not both of them. <laughs> you know what? If Chuck, if Chuck can imply a loose thread that all of these people are still dead at the end of this movie... Then that's not this a is, loose thread. That is a very loose thread because we don't How? know what happens. We don't they, know what happens. It is not you, but, implied anywhere in this movie that they're all magically back alive or dead or or whatever. Like you can go either way with that, and it's loose because at they best. end the movie. But it's, <laughs> they it's, end, that they the point end, is they kill on, them. And they hang end on. The, movie. the point is the point is it's loose. It you can't you can't find any line of dialogue or a scene that you can kind of attach to that and say okay here's the answer right here here jeff daniels is flat out saying don't go to france go to china that implies that something bad is going to happen in france Mm -hmm. okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that part I also believe that he could also i believe that he could also be saying you know what i know where you are in 30 years and he's just setting them up Mm-hmm. Sure. But he's not there in 30 years. He's in the past in 30 years. No, he's not. He's dead because he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's talking about Abe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sure, whatever. <sighs> um, I actually like the way that Abe works things out here. He's like, I'm not going to use any violence against you. We're not going to beat you up. We're not going to kill you. We're not going to do anything. But here's the deal. You give us up your buddy, or we're just going to take half of your stash. That's the deal mm-hmm. right here. And Joe thinks for a second and goes, yep, he's under the floor. Go get him. Do what you got to do. Yep. Okay. We then see his buddy's future self, who's basically on the run, running for his life. And to your point, Lee, this was amazing because he literally oh, yeah. starts to fall apart. He loses a so- face. He has this giant scar on his head. A forearm that's basically like to go. Be, yeah be at this address and then he loses a finger and then another finger and his right. nose and it's not like a bloodied mess it's just like nope gone like it just disappears and it's like the, 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 his future self now has like the remnants of it's it's fantastic the way that this whole thing played out mm-hmm. okay 
I like that entire the, the sad part was he like disappears right as he enters like he's watching himself for a split <laughs> second being tortured and then he dies or just disappears it's horrible yeah he's getting a whole bunch of it's 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 really bad he um he arrives at the address he gets out of the he, right before he arrives at the address he loses a foot so he can't hit the gas pedal anymore and he crashes into a light pole then he gets out of the car and he, his leg is gone and he's just limbs at this point it's so, fantastic so i'm doing some reading on this real quick i just want to read this <clears throat> An altered syndicate. This is all on Looper. It says, Seth tells Joe that the Rainmaker's future ambitions include closing all loops and taking over all mob operations from other bosses, consolidating power in a way that would break the current system. Because Sid no longer becomes the Rainmaker, that won't happen, which means the older system of several bosses is likely still in place in the future that exists after Joe's death. The lack of a Rainmaker won't erase organized crime. In fact, it might even strengthen the old way of doing things but the events seem set in motions by old Joe will no doubt have an impact. Um, we'll get to that because the traumatic event here and the reason why Sid would want to end all loops is because of what happens here. Like he forms some kind of an emotional attachment to Joe. That could be right. the inciting event. Right. Mm. So that's the way that I take it. That's the way that I take that. We're getting way ahead of ourselves, but that's the way that I take the ending. Like the, right. the, the event that happens isn't necessarily his mother being killed. It's just any, any torment or any kind of damage that happened to him when he was a child. For example, watching Joe die like that could be a pretty big thing. Yeah. Like there's this guy here. He's here to help us. He's here to protect us. I formed a bond with him, and now he's gone. Oh, why? Oh, because of this whole looper situation? Well, I'm going to fix that. Right. Mm. So we're, we're talking about a couple things that I wanted to bring up here. So we're talking about the whole scar on his arm and whatnot, right? Yes. On Seth's arm. Um, it's funny because there's one other movie that you and I did discuss, but I guess never um, became a podcast, was... Um, uh oh Jesus lost Project Almanac. Oof. Remember that was the same type of thing where they somebody was like they went back in time like a day or whatever, so they did something to a kid while he was while he fell asleep at his desk and it happened to him as he was doing it. Like they drew on his head or something I with permanent remember. marker. It was it was something similar like that, but it was not it was like, huh, they're they're like they made a goof out of it. Like, look what we're doing here. And it shows up on him um as he's sleeping or something. Um they did that. So I thought that was a a little, it reminded me of this movie. Obviously, this movie is a little bit more into it, where he's like, he says, be here at this time. And that led him ultimately to his torture and then death, um, which was interesting. Um, But you also have, the other thing I want to touch upon is Paul Dano. So the character Seth is played by Paul Dano. Now, Paul Dano, I've seen him from a few things. Um, I remember him. Mostly, I remember him originally from The Girl Next Door. He played a character in there with really long hair, looked like a beetle, looked like John Lennon or something. <laughs> um, I know he was in The Sopranos for a while. Um, but the other thing I remember him was that movie Night and Day with your favorite Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, yeah. where uh, he was he was like the main the main guy that they were trying to rescue. He had some kind of computer tech that he he knew about. And then, um, as Chuck will talk about, um, 
hopefully not in too much detail, he plays the Riddler and the Batman that just released. So what we would actually, you say? We actually talked about that while you weren't here because I don't care about spoilers the way that you do. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Chuck, how would you say that Paul Dano did as for the things that you've seen him in going from this stuff to um, the Riddler? I told. <clears throat> yeah. I told. I. I. No. I heard that it rivaled Heath Ledger. Oh my god! I, that's exactly that's, 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 that's exactly what I said to to Will. I said he he portrayed the Riddler like Heath Ledger portrayed, portrayed the Joker. It was because mm. when you, when I'm not you saying see, that I don't believe it either was, one of you, or or I'm not saying that I don't believe you, Chuck. I've 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 seen that written in other places as well. I just. I don't see it. I can't. I have to see the movie. I'm gonna. I have. I have. But here's the thing: I is I haven't. It. I haven't seen it written. I haven't looked up anything online about this movie. I just watched it. I've seen the trailers, and that's it. That is my perspective. I haven't read that or gotten that from anybody else. I personally would say that his performance as the Riddler. Now, here's the thing: he's not as twisted as the Joker, like Heath Ledger was, mm-hmm. um, but his portrayal of the Riddler. Let me tell you, it was intense and it was phenomenal and it was really, really, really good. And you really buy the fact that this guy is twisted and demented. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I got to see this movie. Yeah, I would say like it's, it's not it's don't for me don't go into it thinking it's your regular Batman. I'm movie, not. Though. I'm That's not, all I'm going to say. No, no, no. I'm not. You, no. you, you, you explain that to me in some detail and I. It set my expectations in in a pretty good place, I would say. I just, I don't know, having not seen the movie, hearing people say that this performance rivals Heath Ledger, I just, I, I mean, to me, that's like, that's one of the performances of like the century. Like it's so. It's, it's, so will. How long until you finally saw? Okay, stop. Dark We're not talking about. No, this. no, no, no. We are. I, I want to say again, so we need to bring it up. How long did it take okay, you to finally so watch the Dark Knight? Back when Dark Knight came out, it was like a good. It was year. like a year. I yeah, a year before I actually sat down and watched it. He refused to because refused. I I did. I will admit that I refused. Because I didn't believe what everybody was saying about him. I did not believe everything that everybody was... Uh, Heath Ledger? Like, 10 things I hate about you? Like, that's what I knew of him, and that's Knight's what I tale. hung on to. Yeah. No, no, not Knight's Tale. Just just 10 things I hate about you. I was like... Joseph guy, Gordon-Levitt? 10 <laughs> things I hate about you? Uh-huh. And look how great he did in Looper. <laughs> so anyways... Yeah, but... Jo- <laughs> Wow. One bomb drop after another after another tonight. I'm getting slammed tonight. That's okay though. Um no, I I, I refuse because I I did not believe everything that everybody was saying about Heath Ledger. And I was just like, I am not what no, you're all lying. I don't believe any of you. Because I grew up with Jack Nicholson, and that to me was Joker. Like there was no other way about looking at it. And I I Mm. hung on to that for a good year. So and I made yeah. Don't a wait mistake. a year to watch this movie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I possibly can. Cause it was. I'll be honest. I went into it thinking this is gonna be a like. I was expecting Batman Begins. Kind of like when you watch Joker. It wasn't like this. It, it was not an action. It's not a superhero movie. Joker. It wasn't, it's a detective. Joker movie. was a psychological thriller. It was right. not a action 
anti-hero villain superhero type movie. None of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing None with this that. movie. There are things that he does because he's Batman, but he does not do it like Batman. Right. It he it's more realistic. It makes more sense. Um it, he it, he oh my gosh. It it brought Batman back to his original origins without and it and I'll be honest with this, it doesn't give anything away. No origin story whatsoever. Right. Hmm. That's refreshing. Which I love. Which That's I love. Refreshing to hear. So, so back to well, Looper. I mean, they they, they, oh, they oh. kind of do get to the. I I just have to say, give me like blink twice for yes or you know whatever, um one for no. But do they get to the point of the bat symbol is like made out of the gun that killed his parents, or was that just a theory that people made up when they saw the suit? Big theory. Oh wow. Okay. Wait till you see. Like a, wait till you see what happens with his suit though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay. it's a it's so it's such a good movie. Yeah, I would Tony watch Stark it. I'll shows watch up it and again. upgrades it. Yeah, Tony Stark shows up and upgrades it. <laughs> it's actually an upgrade from his suit in Dark Knight. It's a better suit that. than Dark Knight. You would like that, mm-hmm. wouldn't you, Lee? If Robert Downey Jr. What? showed up out of nowhere and said, "Hey, I got this new tech for you. You want to put this on your suit?" You would love that. Wouldn't, wouldn't that you? be interesting? No, it wouldn't. No, be <laughs> awful. Be stupid. Anyway, at this point, back to Looper. The next morning, after uh, after Joe's buddy gets shot and killed, he is at a site where the people usually show up for him to kill. And time comes and time goes, and he doesn't really show up yet. Then all of a sudden, bam! Bruce Willis appears right in front of him. No hood. His arms sound bound. Nothing is going on, and Bruce Willis is able to get the better of his younger self and he runs and he leaves Joe a note telling him to get on a train, leave town and basically get out of here. Now, this is he, where I get he confused. He throws a brick of gold at his yeah, head. He throws a brick of gold <laughs> at his head. But here's where I get confused. Is it then happens again and he's turned around? It's the timeline of what was supposed to happen. Right. Right. Huh? Yes. Yeah. It's what was supposed they, to happen. They show you two different timelines. They show you the timeline of what actually happened because Bruce Willis decided that he wanted to live. And they show you the timeline of what is actually supposed to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did it. They did it in an interesting way. But it it, it does. And it goes back. And then it shows it back to him getting the gold tossed back at him. And it takes off from that perspective. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because you see, so I, you, you see the events of his life play out. Like, right. here's what was supposed to happen. Like, here's what originally happened that leads up to Bruce Willis being captured and sent back to be killed, right? And then it shows you, well, Bruce Willis decided that he was going to change something. We're operating from the perspective of Bruce Willis deciding that he wants to live. And save right, his but it, life. right, but it, it that was the first thing that they showed. They showed him wanting to live. The next yes. scene was him dying. There was no need yes. to put that in there. There was no need to put that in there. Well, of course what was there the is. Per- if you want to, because you want to, you want to understand why Bruce Willis changed his mind. No, but what why I'm saying he got is, to where he is. But what I'm saying yeah. is how then, he got it, to where but, he is and why he changed his mind. Right. But what I'm saying right. is, is it shows him throwing the brick. Yes. And then driving off, and then it flips again to, you don't see the whole life pass through, then it flips over to, now he gets killed, and then it goes back to him throwing the brick, and then it takes off from there again. 
There's there's no yeah. it makes no sense. It makes to- it does it makes total sense. It does. If you're so, what, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So what I did like about this, I thought it was actually pretty cool, was for a moment it seemed as though they were gonna go kind of back and forth with different people's perspective. So like, okay, we've been watching young Joe this time for a while. Now we're gonna see it from old Joe's perspective. So we got that moment where it's like, okay, cut back to here, show how he grew up. You see Joseph Gordon-Levitt, his hairline is, is slowly getting higher and higher, and then eventually he turns into Bruce Willis, who has hair, and then his hairline continues to get higher and higher, meets an Asian lady um, who flips him off, and then moving they, on. They and then married. Right, which is fine. That's all well and good. But before that happens, it goes from Bruce Willis throwing the, this chunk of gold at him because he wants to live. Yes. There's about three minutes of film where he gets mm-hmm. chased, and then it flips back over to you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt sitting in the field again, mm-hmm. waiting, and then he kills himself. And then it stops there, and it goes back to Bruce Willis growing, the whole, what you just told, that whole right. storyline. Right. There, there was no point for that, let's just throw this in the middle of it and just kill himself, and then not actually kill himself. Well, because that was just showing, again, that was showing old Joe's life. That was get, showing what old, but I know. they that did was that showing, after the fact, though. I know. So, so what you're saying. No. It makes, the, reason the reason they did it was because they didn't want to show Bruce Willis right away. If but they, they showed Bruce way, Willis right away. They showed they him. He, you see him face to face with them. I'm talking right turns, away in the, in the movie. I get that, but what I'm saying is he comes down and he's on his knees in front of him because mm-hmm. that's what happens at the end of it when he when you watch his life grow, you watch him grow older. He then comes in, and right. he purposely does right. that. You see him do that. You see the whole part of Joseph Gordon-Levitt sitting there waiting for him. It happens. He throws the brick. He takes off. He reads the note. He sees the truck. He takes off, and then it flips back to that morning again where he is mm-hmm. now waiting for Bruce Willis again. Bruce right. Willis comes out, this time turned around, he shoots right. him. Shoots him, kills gets him. the payday, goes through his life. I know. Why do goes, they do it? The question is, why do they do it in that order? There was is that no, your question? Why was it edited that way? Why, would, why even show him kill himself when it never happened? The first did, thing is what it happened. Did, <clears> it did, did happen. happen. It did happen for old Joe's reality. It did happen. That was my whole thing. That was be- old Joe's reality. That was my, that, that, and I didn't bring this up earlier and I apologize, but that was kind of my whole thing about two different realities or two different timelines going on at the same time right. in this movie. Right. That's how mm-hmm. I, that's how I kind of explain the ending away. Like you still have, you still have Bruce Willis's timeline that happened. Right. Just because, just be, in this movie, and maybe I'm wrong. But so, in- okay, so so I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll go with that theory. So if that theory is true and his timeline did happen, and he does come back and he gets killed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, all the people that Bruce Willis kills in this movie still didn't die. Absolutely. I'm going... No I matter see, I all, see all that we- he killed, All that he killed from that point in his That's life... A- that's what I'm talking about. But I, I see right. where you're coming from. I, 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 I understand completely where you're coming from, and I know your problem. But the way that the way that I view this movie is Bruce Willis's timeline happened and always did happen, which him, is fine. Him, him changing, him changing mm. his mind in the future that he wants to actually go back in time and change things so that his wife lives. 
that's that's a spur of the moment thing. And I and I I'm, guess I'm if, not... if you want to have a if you want to have a problem with that, I'll I I'll, don't. I'll, 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 but I I kind of do. If you want to have a problem with that, that Bruce Willis is actually at, uh, allowed to change his mind and change the course of history, I'll kind of jump on board with that one. But I won't jump on board with his timeline just not happening happening at all. What he does no, no, in this the, movie, no. he always did. You can't. When I, don't I think say you that, can negate that. When I say mm. the timeline that happens, the part, the timeline I'm talking about is from the time he comes back to the past. Okay. Everything that happens when he comes back to the past. When he kills Jeff Daniels, when he kills the goon squad that happened in Joseph Gordon-Levitt's future, I mean present, when he goes and kills them all, Jeff Daniels, and his, no matter what, if, if Bruce Willis comes back and Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills him, none of it happened. That's baloney. No, no, because it's after. No. No, it's not. It is, because he kills him. He kills himself after he does all that he stuff. Vanishes. Hold on. He, he vanishes. So he hold has, on. He has yeah. a both, point. If, both timelines. If, if you're looking at both timelines, timeline number one, he lives his life. Hold on. He lives his life. He comes back. Joseph Gordon-Levitt shoots himself as Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis dies. He collects his payday, lives out the rest of his life. Jeff Daniels is alive the entire time. Never mm-hmm. dies. Nothing ever happens to him because Bruce Willis isn't alive to kill him. Mm-hmm. Timeline number two. Right. Bruce Willis comes back to change the past, his past. Mm-hmm. So that way he doesn't have to have his wife get killed. Mm-hmm. At the very end of it all, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills himself. Now at that point, his <sighs> that whole timeline that he just that we just watched live out no uh-huh. longer happened. Therefore, Correct. Bruce Willis never comes back to the past and in the past, he never kills Jeff Daniels and all his goon squad. So no matter what, Jeff mm-hmm. Daniels and his goon squad are alive at the end of this movie, no matter how you turn it. Because and that's, maybe. older that's Bruce that, Willis that's is what kills possible. him. <laughs> that's entirely possible. But again, this movie never suggests that they're still dead. I get that. It suggests... Yeah. Well, it, they give you the impression that they are dead because they don't go back to it. Just because they don't go well, back to it doesn't mean anything. They don't, mean have anything. To. They don't, I, go they don't have to. You can listen if you want to operate under the assumption that they're all alive. Go for it. No one's telling you that you can't. But I'm just saying, like, you have two different timelines happening at the same time in present day. You have old Bruce, you you, and you have young Joe. Like that's 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 the the two timelines that we're having right now. Jeff Daniels and his goon squad alive, dead. Believe whatever you want to. You you're not going to know one way or another, and just because they didn't show it, I don't think it's a just reason to have a really big problem with the way that this movie ends. Right. I'm I I I that's 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 one problem that I don't have. If you wanted to come into this and say I have a problem with Bruce Willis changing destiny, go for it. I would be 100 percent on board with you because that's my problem. That's my big problem with this movie. There's zero reason Bruce why Bruce Willis, Willis doesn't... is just automatically like, oh, I want to live, despite the fact that I didn't want to live in the real time. I, like, if you want to have a problem there, I, because that's, that's my thing. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Keep going. Anyways, <laughs> so now that we have Bruce is on the run, Joe goes back to his apartment, stupidly goes back to his apartment, I will add, and obviously the goons are there, and they have a really big problem with everything that's going on. Um... As Joe is making his escape, he essentially promises to fix everything. But before he can actually make his grand escape, he falls from a fire escape. 
that's when we pick up on the alternate timeline that we were talking about before. In the alternate timeline, Joe actually ends his loop by killing Bruce, and then we go on this whole journey of him growing up into the person that he becomes as Bruce Willis. He right. essentially blows all of his money on partying in drugs and has to resort back to you know a criminal lifestyle, and then we basically see him age into Bruce Willis. He then meets a woman mm-hmm. and falls in love, gets cleaned up and everything, and that's when he decides that he doesn't really want to lose France, everything. To move to France. Uh-huh. He moved to France. Sure. Did All he? that French. Did he? Move no, to he France? moved to China. He, moved, he was in China. <laughs> China. Right. It shows him in like Shanghai or something like that, doesn't yeah. it? I uh-huh. know. Yeah. So, what was the purpose of learning French all those years, ex- aside from the diner chick? So, so we could talk to the diner chick. Oh my gosh. Maybe he just that's thought why, that's French why Jeff was a Daniels good told him to learn Chinese. Whatever. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> it, it helps to know multiple languages if you're going to go around and. Yeah, how many do you know? Um, I know pig Latin. No, real languages. I know, I know English. <laughs> I know, I know bad English. <laughs> and I know, I, I, I'd say I'm, I'm not as fluent as I once was with American Sign Language. We then get yeah, to the like... day. We then get to the day where <laughs> Bruce Willis is captured and to be sent back in time to meet his end. Before everything can actually happen, though, he gets a phone call from a buddy of his talking about. What's his name? The um the Rainmaker. And just yeah. a, 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 a list of numbers that Bruce Willis writes down on his hand, and the goons come in, the Jewish people come in, and they, they, they grab Bruce Willis, they shoot his <laughs> wife dead, and they bring him to their time travel machine, which is basically a hole in a brick wall. Am I wrong here? No, nope. Nope, no, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> nope. Now we're back yeah, to I mean, the, the thing is these guys come in what would have like been great what would have been great is if this <laughs> if this wasn't a brick wall a hole in a brick wall but it was a space behind a bookshelf in a room uh-huh we and just what, brought tying interstellar, it to interstellar? Into, yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just use nonsensical things and call it time travel <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out how come these guys all looked like weird al and amish paradise I'm trying like to figure out how you guys even liked this hot garbage. <laughs> <clears throat> this is great. Keep going. This is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. Anyways, <laughs> Bruce Willis, in epic fashion, kills his captors, thinks for a moment, and then jumps into the time machine and travels back 30 years. And the first thing mm. he does when he's back in time is he, well, takes out his former self and then robs a drugstore and then takes off with a whole bunch of aspirin. Go ahead. So have you have question. your hand up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so typically, when they're traveling back in time, they're, they're, their hands sentence. are tied. Perfect sentence. Typically, when you're traveling back in time. In this movie, yeah. when they're traveling back in time, their hands are tied behind their back. The heads are covered with some burlap sap or something. Burlap sack or something. Burlap like sap. No, you yeah. got it. Um, <clears throat> they close the door. They push the button. You travel back in time. How do you know they push the button? Then he just sits in there and they close the door and then it just magically makes him go back in time. <laughs> the, the door being closed could be the button. I, I don't know. So, so he jumps in, closes the door. No one's outside to activate said time machine. And then he just poof ends up 30 years early. We don't know how this time machine is activated. It could just be the door shuts and you're, you, it, it's, it's. Listen. <laughs> yeah, he could just go in there and just say, open wide the sands of time, and then it just happens. <laughs> like, 
I okay. Keep going. Oh. You're, 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 you're you're getting a bit nitpicky here, Chuck. No, he's. I'm getting nitpicky. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is the first time out of all the movies that we have ever talked about that I've been on this side of the game. Okay. I'm usually the one to nitpick. To be fair, like it's usually. No, then you have Captain Obvious over here. Captain Literal. On, sorry. You who... know what? No, he nitpicks on language, but usually I'm the one to nitpick on things like this. Like if this was, if I didn't love this movie, I think you're right. I would absolutely be. Nitpicking on the fact that nobody was outside to activate this time machine. Like you're, you're, you have a point. You have a. Nobody pressed the button. You, nobody pressed the button. Who pressed the button? Maybe that's the question. Who pressed the button? I think it was a timer. Once the door shuts, there's a timer, an automatic timer. I mean, that 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 technology didn't look very like. This does not advanced. look very advanced. This is a this <laughs> is a look very this clean. is a hole in a wall with a door that's basically taking off of a safe. Like that's that's what's uh-huh. happening here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh. What it is is they actually found a wormhole that was happened to be right there, and they just enclosed it with this thing. So when they stepped into it, that's why they always appear in the same spot every sure. time. Sure. Well, what we didn't realize is is there was another one on the other side of that room that actually goes into John Malkovich's head, and you could just be John Malkovich. <laughs> that was Anyways, an awful movie too. We're- we're back in present day, and we learn that Bruce's and Joe's memories are kind of in sync. Bruce can see what Joe is doing before he does it, or as he's doing it. It's not really explained how this is working exactly the way that it's working, but it's a thing. Yay. Of course it is. <laughs> There's no explanation, so why give one? <laughs> so, as Joe is making his escape from his apartment, we see Bruce on the outside of said apartment, and he's basically aiding Joe in his escape. and. He takes Joe to a train, tracks, area, basically, again, telling him, get out of town. But this isn't really happening. Um, we then see Bruce Willis roll up his sleeve, and there's another car- There's a carving in his arm that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did to himself. I can't imagine what that must have felt like. And now they're in the diner, and that's when we get the whole breakdown of the way that memories and time travel and this whole thing is working out. So he carves in his arm Beatrix. Yes. And that's how he knows exactly where to go, and it's it's a subtle enough thing where nobody else would understand what Beatrix is. I like it, though, because Bruce Willis says to him, you know there's a girl named Jen that works here on the weekends. <laughs> Jen, has, Jen has less letters well, than Jen Beatrix. Jen has less letters. It would have been a lot easier to do this. Oh, my God. What I don't that understand. Great, that was a great what, line. What I, I don't it. get is it's subtle enough that no one gets it. Who's Who's looking at his arms all the time to figure it out? Well, people yeah. who were if if he was caught, if he was that was caught, the whole thing. If he was caught, then they would know. Like who's meet me at the diner. Yeah. Who's, well, it would have been who's Beatrix? Why are you carving this in your arm, buddy? Like I'm pretty sure that if he was caught, like the goons would have known exactly what he was doing. Like that would have been. Yeah. Mm. Mm? Okay. 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 Sure. I'll All buy right. that one. So we learn a little bit more about the Rainmaker, that he was able to single-handedly take down five major crime syndicates in the future, and he basically assumed control of the criminal underground. And the first thing that he started doing was ending loops. Again, I think this has a lot to do with the way that this movie ends. We find out that during Bruce's capture, his wife was actually shot. And Joe here brings up a really good point. Show me her picture, and when I meet her, I'll walk away. That way you never meet her and she lives. 
Right. He's got a point. Like that could it's actually, a valid point. It's a really valid point. Like, hey, if she's so important to you and you want her to live, show me her picture right now and I'll walk away and never think about her again. Like that's right. But um, Bruce is stubborn and he doesn't want any of this. He actually wants to meet this woman and, you know, have somewhat of a life when he's an old man. Right. What I thought was interesting in this in this whole thing, too, is like you get the whole like Mandarin, learn Mandarin versus learning French. But Bruce Willis are talking about his memories being cloudy. You know, everything's cloudy. Like, I remember when you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of like it reinforces it. But he's like, let's not talk about the time travel, you know, but he just says, like, this is one possible eventuality, you know, now. Like, so he really they really tried to give that, as you was as you mentioned, like exposition here's here's what's going on let's not dwell on time travel as much but here's what you need to know right just just so the story can go forward i actually would have preferred it the other way around i think the time mm. travel in this movie is a lot more sound than the memory thing that's going on in this movie right Right. Which is really weird to say because memories like you figure that should be pretty basic. Like you do something. I remember what you did as opposed to the way the time travel works. It's really weird the way that that kind of is happening here. Um, well, the reason the reason why that happens is because let's just say he's sitting there with his younger self and his younger self doesn't do something. What if something changes the path like somebody drops a nickel on the floor that wasn't supposed to drop before and he picks it up? That wasn't supposed to happen unless he does it. But when he does it, suddenly that becomes his memory. Nothing was supposed to happen at this point on. Bruce was supposed that's, to die. That's, like, that's, exactly. that's what was supposed to happen, but it doesn't. So, I mean, sure. Right. So that's where they're, they're saying here, here's the change, where it's the, the two of them face to face. This is where Back to the Future says there would be a time paradox if the two of you faced each other. You know, if you saw your older or your younger self... There would be a paradox because that would totally affect so many different things. I never understood why. What? Even <sighs> regardless of of what this movie is doing, I never understood the whole. You can't meet your future self or your past self, otherwise it's going to create a paradox. Why? Well, the reason the reason they did that is because they wanted to make the movie. <laughs> sure. And they didn't. And they wanted to make it like they wanted to put some type of like, hey, here, here's the here's the big issue. Don't do this, or the world will blow up. But then again, they did that in Ghostbusters. Don't cross the streams. The whole world will blow up. And like at the end, like, let's just cross the streams. Didn't you say it was bad? Yeah, but it's better than letting her kill us all anyway. Wait, doesn't okay, that, doesn't they cross that, the streams and no big deal. Doesn't that happen in Batch of the Future too? Doesn't What's-Her-Name meet herself and they both kind of pass out? That they, happens. they pass out. Yep, they pass out. But they, they move look on. dead at each other. They look dead at each other. <laughs> they do the whole thing and right. there was no paradox. Mm-hmm. No, I did not no, see the world no. blow up. I did not see, you no, know. No, no, no. But I think I think the extent came down to, I mean, and Doc met his, his, old, his older self at one point. They had a conversation where, the, you know, he's like pretending. He's like, you know, old Doc knows. Old young, Doc it's young knows. Doc he's talking. Young Doc Yeah, but know. young Doc didn't figure it out. Nope. But that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's why they passed out and then they can move on. And then you've got young young Marty or like, you know, two days younger Marty playing guitar on stage you still have or, this, you, still, you know, two days older Marty on top of the stage. You still have this, yeah. old, you still have this thing from like the first movie where it's like a paradox, like that makes yeah. zero sense. Yeah, but yeah. but that's, that's what's kind of happening here. That they get over that in this entire movie. It's like, no, you've got the older and the younger who are clearly having face to face conversations the entire time. That is this movie. Um, but what I thought was really interesting in this is you've got these these scenes where the two of them are like 
they're kind of fighting each other, right? Like they're shooting at each other and whatnot. Yeah. So the young the young one can kill the old one, but the old one can't kill the young one because then he would cease to exist. So that changes suicide. the whole point. That ta- that changes the whole point of this fight scene. It's like all he can really do is just avoid being killed as opposed to trying to shoot him back. It'd be a, because it'd be then a true he would murder, cease to exist. It'd be a true murder suicide under one kill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, Bruce Willis has the numbers on his hand. And I don't I, I don't know if I missed something when he kind of pieced the numbers together and figured out that it was, like, coordinates or a birthday or a location. Like, it's never explained how Bruce knows what the numbers mean. No. It's just, like, nope. he knows and we're moving on. Like, Joseph right. Gordon-Lovett actually goes to the trouble of learning what the numbers mean. But Bruce already knows, which really... Okay, sure. Um, and Bruce could, knows because Joseph Gordon-Levitt figured it out in his present. Bruce knew oh. before. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce he, he knew, knew before. before. He had thing, the locations. He, hang on. He had the three locations like on his map that tore in half, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt somehow magically ended up with the right location. Bruce knew right. before Joseph Gordon-Levitt knew. I don't know how. You, that's that. If you look it's at it, it's never explained. If you look, I just want to point that out. It's look, never explained. If you, if you look at it in the timeline of the movie, then you're right. But if you look at the timeline of his life, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 30 years younger, you're and he right. learns it. Therefore, the older version of him will know it. You're right. Mm-hmm. But then you get yeah. to the whole thing about how Bruce's memory is foggy, and he really doesn't know everything up until the moment when Joseph Gordon-Levitt actually does it. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to take that into consideration too. He, he right, but he's but at that point he's now known it for thirty years. Not necessarily yeah. because the one because he's the one ne- that he's, got no one, he's known it for thirty the, years because the well, younger no, version because, of him figured it out. That memory is is now with him the rest of his life. If what you're saying right now was true, Bruce Willis would know exactly where to go. He would know exactly what kid is what. There would be none right. of this go to some random address and take out some innocent kid. It would be go straight to Sid if, if, if what you're saying is true. That's one of the big flaws of the movie. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's mm-hmm. explained away in the diner when you get into the conversation about Bruce and I, his fuzzy I know memory. They explain, I know they yeah. explain it away. Like in Doctor Who, it's all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. They explain it away with this one line, but it doesn't... It doesn't mean that the hole doesn't still exist. The hole still exists there. They're just they're just using their theory to explain this hole away, just, but the I, hole is still there. I just want to say that for once, I'm actually like bringing up a scene that explains this movie. And if this scene wasn't here, Lee would be complaining about maybe there was a deleted scene. I just want to point that out. Like you have it right here. You have you have the explanation for this entire movie right here in the diner. And it's like, no, I I, I, I agree with you. They give the explanation to how they came up with this theory. So do you not buy the explanation or do you just? No, because the explanation just erases. It's not like it's okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay in the, we're going to try to take time travel and still use, you know, normal rules and then adopt it to it. We're going to just, you know what, eradicate the fact that, you know what, if I learn it at 30, when I'm 50, I'll, I'll have known it for 30, for 20 years. If I do it at 20, it's like, if I learn it at 20, 
then I'll, I'll immediately know it at 50. No, you not have here known because for- not not here because we're operating on a timeline that's alternate. It has not happened. They're they're making things up as they go. The, for the Joseph timeline, Levitt, hang on, right. the timeline, but for Bruce Willis, it won't for be. both of them. For the ti- the timeline that happened is Bruce Willis is dead. This is an alternate timeline when they both have to operate somewhat in the present. So, you like I said, you have two simultaneous timelines that are happening at once in present day. They're they're both winging right, it but right it's still, now. but it's, it's that's true, but it's still Bruce Willis's past. And if Bruce Willis doesn't know. What he did. If, if Joseph Gordon Lovett doesn't know what he's going to do because they're on an alternate timeline, then how would Bruce? Because Bruce, because once Joseph Gordon Lovett does it at 20, 50 year old version of him played by Bruce now have has already done it 30 years ago. There's no escaping that. You can sit there, they can sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to write it away and say, you know what, because you're doing it now. And we're sitting together. That's where the paradox happens. Is that's where they're saying it's. That's why it's not actually possible, because even though it's happening for both of them in the movie or whatever you're watching in that same moment, because it happens to younger self, it already happened to older version of you. That's why in the. That's why in the movie when he cuts himself, and you see him sit at the table, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's arm is bleeding, but Bruce Willis's is not. It already ha- it would it just happened to Joseph Gordon, but it or it happened thirty years ago for Bruce Willis. That's something physical. You're talking about a lot of information that isn't available to either one of them yet. It it wasn't avail that changed because of the timeline change. If Bruce Willis died in the beginning, that would never have happened in the first place. If Joseph but because if it Joseph, happened, if Joseph Gordon Lovett, first of all, one, if Joseph Gordon Lovett in present day doesn't know what or who Sid is, then how would present day Bruce Willis? Because as soon as, because even if Bruce Willis goes back prior to this moment and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going on, as soon as Joseph Gordon-Levitt learns who it is, 30 years has still gone by that Bruce Willis has now known that for 30 years because it changed his timeline. That's why you see his arm healed as Bruce Willis, but still freshly wounded as Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because it just mm. happened in that moment, but it already happened for Bruce Willis. If what you're saying is true, Bruce Willis's arm would have been bleeding in that same moment, just like his memories would be fresh in that same moment as well, too, but they're not. You can't apply, with the, you can't apply the one rule to his memories, but not apply it to his physical, his physical body at the same time. You absolutely can, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is not making any affirmed decisions. But once he makes a decision, it has now ha- already happened for thirty years for Bruce Willis's character. But it's ha- but it's happening in the present. It's 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 Bruce Willis's present. It's it's, it's, it's it's Bruce Willis thirty years. It's Bruce Willis thirty years with thirty years of knowledge. Absolutely. But it's still, it's 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 outside of what was actually supposed to happen. You're still operating as if things are happening presently. They we had we had we had almost the same argument when we were talking about Days of Future Past, and you were completely on board with that. How Wolverine no, 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 was no, able no. to. This is what I'm what I'm saying by this is the, Bruce Willis doesn't know what's happening until Joseph Gordon Lovett Levitt does it first. Exactly. Once, once right, he so does one, it, it had already happened for thirty years for Bruce Willis. 
because his younger version just did that. Now he lived for 30 years and now he's Bruce Willis. And that's why I remember it now because it's now a fresh for him. He's saying it's a fresh memory because it happened, but he he's now known about it for 30 years because it happened to his himself 30 years ago. It's just, that's where the paradox happens is because I'm sitting here next to you. That's why his arm was healed at 50, but it was freshly cut at 20. Because it's happening in the moment for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it all of a sudden appeared there on his arm. But it's healed because it's technically already been there now for 30 years. <clears throat> Same with his hmm. memories. So, <clears throat> so, and I'm not saying I, do, I agree or disagree with you, but your whole thing right now is their entire conversation in the diner about memories being fuzzy and Bruce Willis not knowing exactly what Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to do before he does it. You're saying that's just minute. No, I'm saying that that's their that that is just like every other time travel movie. That's their way of trying to explain this giant hole away. That's why I say, like in in Doctor Who, he calls it timey wimey, um, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff, and he says that because it makes you go cross eyed because there really is no good answer that solves this hole. This hole will always be there. It's just they use that theory to talk to 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 talk away that hole, but. It would still happen to you if it happened. If if, I, if I'm sitting here with my 50 year old self 10 years from now and it happens to me now, it had already happened to me 10 years ago at 50. Because I've dealt with that now for 10 years until I turn 50. It's just the 50 year old version of me happens to be sitting right next to me. So it seems instantaneous, but it's not. Mm. That's where the paradox. That's why mm. it's a paradox, because it makes you literally go, what? Is that you're making anything, very good points? Anything, Lee? Nope. Wow. That's why mm-hmm. for me, if they're gonna do, if they're gonna, they could have done the same exact movie, and done everything, not kill, even kill himself at the end of the movie. That's fine. But there's a, there would have been a better explanation as to, I would, if I was Bruce Willis, I would have sat there and said, you know, the reason why. It feels like it's fresh to me is because as soon as you do it, I have now lived that new memory like butterfly effect for the remain from that moment on. It has now been a memory in my life. It just because I'm sitting here with you, it just seems to be instantaneous, but it's really not. It's already that's why one's healed and one's not because right. it was instantaneous. Both would be bleeding and only one is. I don't know. I think I think. <clears throat> The scene in the diner and even when Joe is making his escape from his apartment and the memories are fresh to Bruce Willis, I think that's a a pretty sound explanation for everything that's going on. I understand your point that it's a massive plot hole, but for for this universe and its own rules of time travel, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. I just don't have a problem with it. That's fine. Yeah. So that's fine. There's there. There is that. Um, so anyways, they're in the diner. They go through this entire conversation. Like I was saying before, Joe has a map with a whole bunch of addresses circled on it. And in the scuffle, Joe is able to rip a part of the map off and he has the magic address. He heads over there. We see a woman, Emily Blunt, who's chopping wood. She hears or sees Joe kind of peeping on her from within the cane fields, grabs her gun, marches out there and says, if he shows up again, he's going to shoot her, shoot him. Later on that mm-hmm. night, Emily Blunt is back out doing something with the barn. 
he she hears a mysterious figure approaching and a shadowy figure comes out from nowhere joe runs out thinking that it's bruce to try to protect her and it's just a Mm -hmm. guy wearing a sign that's that that's all it is just a guy wearing a sign looking for food Mm -hmm. and he, he he runs off um joe falls to the ground sick because he's detoxing from the drugs that he's not doing Little right. boy shows up out of nowhere, gives him some water. We find out his name is Sid. This is going mm-hmm. to be what is the Rainmaker in the future, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting because we're still trying to sort this all out, and I feel like the TK thing kind of fell by the wayside. Even the whole like possibility that this kid might be the Rainmaker at this point is still kind of like by the wayside. You know, but then you start realizing, oh, it might be this kid later on. But I I feel like, I feel like throughout the movie, you almost forget the entire point of the movie. Right. So it's the point of the movie. So it's the point of the movie to save his wife, to prevent the five cities from being destroyed by the Rainmaker, to prevent himself from being killed. Uh, What What is the actual plot of the movie? All of the above. Yeah, it, it is all of the above, and honestly, finding out who the Rainmaker is and getting rid of them would ultimately fix all of his problems. So, that is the main point, but they don't really get at that We as the, okay, we as the audience, we know that this Sid kid is special. Like, we know oh, that there's something going right. on as the audience. Mm-hmm. We're just watching Joe and Bruce play everything out. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't know he's special until he does what he does. Yeah, we don't know, but well, we know that he's important. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the purpose and of the guy and with the and sign? It's, and it's Emily Blunt, like distraction. I don't know. I, I have to say that Emily Blunt did a great job. She's in this fantastic role. It, in this movie. Um, I didn't really know much of of her acting. Um, before this, when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, there's that woman. I think I've seen her before somewhere. Um, I've seen her in, in many more things since seeing this movie and going back and seeing this. I'm like, wow, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on it sooner. Like she really did a great job here. And maybe that's because, you know, she's, you know, British and it's a fake accent that she's doing. But she did a great job with that. I was like, wow, I was impressed that she was very believable as, you know, an American here. Like she was able to pull off the the accent. I thought flawlessly. I don't hear um, things as, like that as, like you do. Like I did not get a a uh, 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 a scent of of her accent or the fact that she was right. British here right. at all. Neither that's what I'm saying. I didn't either. So I'm I'm very impressed. Um, she actually. Um, I I've watched some other videos that have popped up with like interviews and whatnot with different people, and she'll be on there. Like Graham Norton always pops up and starts asking people questions, and you know you you McGregor, her Hugh Jackman, pretty much everybody. Um. But she was doing an impression of of somebody, and it was pretty spot on. I think I think she did like a Tom Cruise impression, and it was pretty good for what it was. But the thing is, she she does a very good job with her with her accents, and she's so comfortable with them that she's able to act, um, you know, without any hindrance of focusing on trying to keep the accent up. Right. And I think that's that's a real that's that's good to find because, for example, I mean. I love the Dark Knight movies, but the entire time you're like, why does Christian Bale talk like speak so funny? It's because he's, you know, he's focusing on the acting and not so much on keeping the accent where it needs to be. 
or you'll see the opposite with other actors who are, you know, focusing on the accent so much that the acting is garbage. Like Andrew Lincoln. You know, it's it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you see it. You see it a lot. Yeah, his. Oh man, that accent. Anyway, yeah, I think accents are very interesting. Um, you know, we see a lot. Like we we look at Tom Holland a lot. You know, and it's funny that he'll he'll kind of go back and forth and he forgets sometime. I think he was doing he was doing some kind of promo thing for um for the new uncharted movie and he went up there and he was t- or he, he as as something he's going up there as, you know, himself Tom Holland, but he was putting on the American accent like no no no, you're Tom Holland here. And he goes, "Oh, oops, sorry. I I forgot that I'm supposed to be just myself." He's so used to acting with an American accent now that he just does it every time he's in front of a camera. So, anyway, that's way off topic topic here. But my point altogether was Emily Blunt killed it in this movie. I thought she was fantastic. I thought the way that she was, you know, you get the scene where she's sitting on the porch and she's, like, pretending to, like, pack a cigarette and light it up and smoke it. Yeah. Like, that. it seems like that's something she did in, like, an improv class when she was in college or something. Yes, very like, much it so. Was, it, was, it was very much like, okay, you know, she's got this down, but it made sense, like, this is her... Just like living what life could be like if things were normal for her. You know, here's where I'm at. Here's me wishing I could smoke a cigarette. Let me just live through this, you know, live this way as if things are normal. Thought it was really well put together. Um, another thing that I'll but, say, another thing that I'll say that this movie does a really good job at, Joseph Gordon Lovett nailed it as like a young Bruce Willis. Like the makeup, and you can tell that he did his research on a slew of Bruce Willis movies. The, the the mannerisms, the facial expressions, making his eyes really squinty sometimes, like Bruce Willis used to do. Like it's it's all right. he's he was actually really good in this as well. I I agree. A lot of people, when you first see it, it's it's daunting at first because you're like you would never look at Joseph Gordon Levitt and say, oh, he'd be a perfect young Bruce Willis. Not at I, all. Ever ever. Can, can I can I read this real quick? You can read yeah, whatever you want to. So there's there's this website I just looked up and it's the. Ten major plot holes of this movie. Oh, boy. So the first one is the world's laziest mafia sets time travel machine on auto. So as soon as he gets in the door, it just sends him back into time. Yep. <laughs> Number All 10. Right. And then there's a bunch in between. Um, like one of them is Sarah, who's Emily Blunt's character. Mm-hmm. She works this major farm by herself. She has right. no help, but has this massive farm that she works by herself. Well, she, she is, um, well it's off TK. season. Hang on, it's off season. It's off season on the farm. The the, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the and, cane and that's the not robot. growing. It's just going to be seeds for next season and whatever. Like you, you don't. Right. I mean, she could. There could be people that come on like during the and season. She's going to. I'm going to read this entire crop duster. I'm going to read this entire paragraph. Number ten. Joe commits suicide and saves the day, except that there isn't anything to save. The entire movie never happened. If Joe kills himself while young, he never grows old. If he never right. grows old, he never gets sent back. If he never gets sent back, he never tries to kill the Rainmaker. If he never right. tries to kill the Rainmaker, he never kills himself. <laughs> yep. The entire <laughs> remainder gone, of the Chuck. movie <laughs> is a paradox. <laughs> you're gone. No. If it, He's you're gone. gone. I hope it, you're still so. recording. I really yes. hope you're... <laughs> it should never happen because none of it happened. Stop right there. I know what you're thinking. Alternate dimensions. Yep, I know. That's my point. Alternate realities. There are multiple different ways that we are. We could view it. We're viewing it from one viewpoint and not the. No, but the the very last word of that is no. (laughs) It's not (laughs) alternate dimensions. If he kills himself at the end, the entire movie never happens. Mm hmm. 
because Bruce Willis never comes back. Uh-huh. I know. And that's why time travel can't exist. That alone is the paradox. Right. That's, if what, you I went just, back, that's what I just said. If you, you went uh, back I was frozen, and, I guess. Yeah, you were gone. But that's the whole point. It's like the, the paradox is that none of that could happen. What was it? Um... Yeah, no, I'm getting lost there. But yeah, the question has always been, isn't there like a term for this? Like if you went back and killed your grandfather, did that ever happen? The grandfather paradox. It's like, yeah. You know, if you ever went back and killed your grandfather, would you have ever gone back to kill your grandfather? How no. would that happen? It would be an endless loop. It would be, yeah. Different, different realities, different timelines, different dimensions, whatever you want to call it. Just It would just keep on happening somehow, but yet it wouldn't happen. How do you explain that? You can't. Except, that's, that's well, that paradox, just created an alternate. Right. right. Well, it, it, it also depends on... That wouldn't be on... a loop. That would be a one-time, one-and-done. And then what happens to everything else? That affects everybody else's life. So right, therefore, but, then you, but you would never be it's born. It's a new timeline. Right, it's a new timeline. It, it right, also, but it wouldn't be a, it it be also, a loop, and though. I, I brought this up before. I think I brought this up when Lee and I did... Um, Did we do Endgame? No, never did. Okay. I brought this up in some other movie that Lee and I did when we were talking about time travel and how there's, there's basically, within sci-fi anyways, there's three different types of time travel. Type A, right. B, and C. Type A right. is time is linear. What happened right. always happened and will always happen. Then there right. is you're jumping around and you change things and you create alternate timelines. And then there's the branch where right. an, an infinite and endless possibilities. Right. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, you know, that, 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 that last part, the branch endless possibilities, I think is a little bit lazy, but there is, you've seen all three in, in, in time travel films. It's not unheard of. Right. Right. So anyways. All right. So as Joe was having his encounter with uh, Ms. Emily Blunt over here, we see Bruce Willis, who's having flashbacks of Joe's encounter with Emily Blunt, and he's having a really hard time at first to remember his wife's face. So he's going through I thought it. that was really, that was interesting. It was like, really as cool. She's, as she's slapping him. That's what he's remembering. He's remembering that, and it's almost like, it's almost implying that he's going to have a relationship with her exactly. and never meet his wife. And the way that he's wife. saying it, like, remember the first time you saw her face. Concentrate. Remember right. the first time you saw her face. And all he's seeing is Emily smack him. Like that's right. really clever the way that they put that whole thing. I thought together. it was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really awesome. So do I. Because he Chuck remembered like it from that. thirty years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, Chuck? <laughs> I said he remembers it from thirty years ago. There you go. Right. And what do you have to say about that, Chuck? Is that is that it? You don't disagree. You don't think that that was cool, or I mean, you think that that was okay? He hates this movie. <laughs> I know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm waiting for him to no, poop it proves, all over it, everything we say we like. It proves my point because he remember he remembered it from 30 years ago, right? Not that it happened in that moment. He wasn't even there watching it. He remembered it from 30 years ago. Why? Right. Because as it happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the it moment, was Bruce yep. Willis remembered it from 30 years ago in the moment. So, which is which is that part of the theory that they were discussing? But, yeah. It's in the That's what we moment. It's the, exactly. They discussed this in the diner. It's happening in that moment. So that's the moment where he remembers. Exactly. Right. But he remembers it from 30 years prior to. No, He's now had that memory for 30 years. No, he hasn't. He's having that memory happen right then and there. That's it's when it's coming to him. It'd because be, because but this is not. But it's, this, this but wasn't it's been there for 30 years. No, it hasn't. It's there now. 
It's there. No, it's been and there now th- in the present. No. Okay, so we're in we're in twenty forty. <laughs> okay, so the, the the present day is twenty forty four, and thirty years from that would be like what twenty seventy something. So twenty seventy twenty seventy four and twenty forty four, right? They're happening at the same time. They're both moving along at the same time. When something happens to Joseph Gordon Lovett that wasn't originally supposed to happen, Bruce is remembering it as it happens to Joseph Gordon Lovett. That's what from, this scene did. The scene but just. He re- but he remembered it from 30 years ago. But it happened then, and he remembered to, it then. The memory did not come to him until right now. I it, right. because it was because it was a new timeline, Thank just you, like in yes, yes. You said it. Stop. You said it. But no, hold on, hold <laughs> on. The reason why I say it, it you just said what Lee and I have the, been trying nope, to hammer the into you why, for the past hour and a half. Nope. The was, reason why I say it's been 30 years ago is because in his own personal timeline. His own personal lifespan it has been 30 years since that happened. Therefore, when it happened to him at 20, it happened to his 50-year-old self 30 years prior to. But he's not remembering it until that moment. That's right, but when he the wasn't memory even, takes but effect. He, but he wasn't there when it happened. Okay, so what's the Okay, so explain to me this. If the memory if if he has a memory for 30 years, but it doesn't take effect until present, then what's the difference? Like, ex- explain the that reason to me. why the reason why you're seeing it that way is be the the reason why you're seeing it that way is because the the paradox of the whole thing is because you're seeing it happen to Joseph Gordon Levitt right now, and they're both in twenty. Let's say they're in twenty twenty. They're in twenty forty four. That's the year twenty forty four. We're in twenty right. They're in twenty forty four. So the memory happened in twenty forty four. Bruce Willis is from twenty seventy four. Yes. So. Bruce Willis comes back to 2044. The, the, the thing happened in 2044. So Bruce Willis being from 2074 now remembers it for the last 30, for the last 30 years. But he doesn't remember His for time the last 30 remem- years. He remembers it right there in that moment as it happens to Joseph Gordon Lovett. He came, but he wasn't, Joseph Gordon but he wasn't Lovett, there. No, he wasn't there. Joseph Gordon Lovett does so something how did different. He, so, right, so how did Bruce Willis know it happened if he wasn't around Joseph Gordon Lovett when it happened? Because he remembered it happening 30 years ago. But the memory right. is not there for 30 years. The memory is instantaneous. It existed at that point. It existed at that point. For Joseph Gordon-Levitt. For Bruce Willis. For both of them. But that's, the, par- that's the paradox, though. It, 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 it's, it not, looks- it's not a paradox. We're operating. Well, listen, listen. Bruce Willis right now is operating on a timeline that was not intended to happen. If I, Joseph Gordon Lovett does, if Joseph Gordon Lovett does something, and Bruce Willis instantaneously remembers that in that moment at the same time that Joseph Gordon Lovett does it, it makes sense because Joseph Gordon Lovett never, never did that before. It wasn't intended I, to happen. I, that part, you're you're right. But the reason why Bruce Willis did it is because it happened to his thirty year. It happened to himself thirty years ago. In his own personal timeline. Because he's 50. And it happened to 20-year-old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Therefore, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had now had to have that memory for 30 years to catch up to 50-year-old Bruce Willis for him to now remember it in that moment. That's the whole paradox. Can you guys just say young Joe and old Joe? You're, t- you're, you're spending way too Joe much time. Bruce. Joe and Bruce. Okay, Joe I'm and Bruce. Okay. Joe it's and Bruce a lot easier because I, if if you won't let me correct you on on Joseph Gordon Levitt's I'm, name, I don't care. Can you please stop saying Levitt. I'm saying Levitt. <laughs> I'm saying Levitt. <laughs> no, you are. I'm saying Levitt. I don't care. It, and it's like it's it's almost like 
Hey, hey, this hurts when I poke it, right? This hurts when I poke it, right? Oh this, my so, stop, just, 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 just say his name okay, right. Joseph Gordon. That, don't say his name. The paradox, <laughs> the reason why it seems that way is because it, it, it seems like in that moment, it becomes a fresh memory for Bruce Willis. Thank but you. It hap- that's it. That's it. That's it. It seems, yes. but hold on. It seems that way. But in reality, because Bruce Willis was never around him when it happened, he was in a different location. And then all of a sudden he, what? He remembered it. He remembered it because it happened to himself 30 years prior to. If he didn't remember it, he would go, oh, this just happened to me just now. But no. That's what he does. He does that when Joe he does that when Joe is making his escape. He's sitting there holding Mm -hmm. his head and memories are coming to him in that moment, going, Joe, oh my God, what are you doing? No, it's just like in it's just like in Butterfly Effect when he comes back to his present day, he's getting all this flood. All this flood of flooding in of 20 years of memories, of new memories. They happened 20 years ago. It's just now it's He's it's just piling up twenty years early. It seems like in that moment he's getting them all, but they've been there for twenty years. Same no, thing. No, no, he, he no, they're coming. It's but it's not. He's not feeling as if it's it's just happening. It's he's feeling it as if like oh, this is an old memory. But I'm I'm just it's just coming to me now. It's an old memory that's fresh though. Right, right but for it's Bruce still an Willis, old memory. it's an old memory that's fresh. But it's still mm-hmm. an, for right. But it's still an old memory. Okay, it, from Bruce Willis' perspective. What is the difference between an old memory that's fresh and a fresh memory? That's the paradox. No, I'm asking. I'm uh, no, 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 no. You can't just say paradox and leave it at that. You're arguing um, this point. <laughs> You're arguing this point. I'm going to demand an answer from you right here, sir. You can't just say paradox and leave it at that. I'm not going to let you get no, away say, with it. No, if you it can't seems, say paradox, just say maybe it's, there's a deleted scene. Stop. No, it's no, not. No, it seems stop. like. Because of the way they're making the movie, it seems like it's happening to him in that moment. The reality is it's not happening to Bruce Willis in that moment. It looks like it's a fresh memory because Joseph, because Joe is doing it right now. Therefore, it created a trickle effect down the timeline. And now you're seeing, you're seeing, new, you're seeing um, the timeline rewritten in, Bruce Will, in Bruce's lifespan. So now that has now been a series that happened to him thirty years ago. I I, I am For noticing that you are old? very, I'm noticing that you're very cleverly not answering the question, sir. What is that the difference? The what is the difference between an old memory that is fresh and a fresh memory to Bruce Willis? What is the okay. difference there? The difference between an old memory that is fresh and a and fresh, a fresh memory. memory. That- What's and the a difference? fresh memory is to one Bruce memory. Willis. What's the difference? Not to you, to Bruce Willis. What's the difference? What's the difference is I can have a memory from thirty years ago that is fresh in my mind right now, or this situation that's happening right now is fresh and it's creating a new memory. An old memory that you something that you remember isn't fresh. I'm talking it can about be a, no, it can't. It's not a fresh memory then. Yes, it is. In this case, it's not a fresh memory. It's it been is there for a fresh memory. Years. There is no it's difference. Been... Be- there is no difference between an old memory that Bruce Willis has that is somehow becomes fresh and a fresh memory. There's zero difference. This is this is very semantical. You guys are arguing semantics about the word fresh. 
So that's his. But honestly, that, but, but we but we 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 got to the crux of Chuck's issue right now, and that's where I, we're I, having I, a disagreement. But the thing is, it's, just, the thing is though, is it's not it's not technically a fresh memory for Bruce Willis. It is a fresh memory for Bruce Willis. No, it is it is a newly placed old memory. What is the difference between that and a fresh memory? Fresh fresh generally means it just happened. What is that to Bruce Willis? It just how happened. This? How about this? How about no, this? it happened 30 years I, ago to Bruce to Willis. Joe. It just happened. So I was having a conversation um, with my wife last night and it was like simple things. She's like, you know, tell me two things that you've never told me before. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, OK, I, here we go. I hate that. So um, I hate that question. Oh my well, God, I'm like, I'm like, questions. you've, you've, you've known me for like almost 16 years. Like, I don't, I can't think of anything else that you don't know. But, um, and she wasn't fishing for something weird. It was just like, you know, Hey, just conversation starter. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, let me just tell you about something I do know, but see if I can kind of focus on it and see if anything comes out of it. So I spent some time and there were some details about certain things from my past that I haven't remembered in like 20 years. Okay. So to me, it's a very old memory, but it's fresh because I haven't thought about it in 20 years. So it just kind of came back and now it's a quote unquote fresh memory because of that. But I mean, that's if you want to call it a fresh memory. It's not. It's a memory that I just remembered because I, I put it out. I didn't need it anymore. So okay, what that's, you're what, that's when, when he's talking about what he's talking about being fuzzy. Yeah, things can be super fuzzy, but then when you start filling in the blanks and getting, say, for example, you reach out to some friends or your your parents and say, "Hey, could you fill in this part of my life that I forgot about?" They'll tell you three things, and then suddenly, like three years worth of memories come into your head because it's all based around these three things. Okay, that's the same thing. Would I call those fresh memories? Not really, but to me, they're they're just they're fresh in my mind. I would because argue. I, brought them back I would up. argue that you forgot something. Yeah, that is right. not what's happening to Bruce. Bruce did not no, forget it's n- what no, happened. I, there are I new memories. That, but my point- there are new memories being implanted into Bruce Willis's mind. That yes, to Chuck's point, are thirty years old. They are right. still fresh they are still new to bruce willis they are still newly fresh memories just because he's not but he's not remembering them as if they happened two seconds ago yes he is that's exactly what's happening that's exactly what's happening to him no when he's on the street and he's looking up and he's thinking about everything that's happening to Joe in present day. And he goes, oh, my God, what are you doing? What is happening? Run, you idiot. Those are fresh, newly implanted memories that Bruce Willis is having in that moment. So explain that. that we, explain how when it happens to Joe, when Bruce is not around and then Bruce remembers it. What do you mean? When Joe goes to the farm and all these things are happening to him and Bruce is remembering it in the moment. He's remembering it. He's not around Joe. He's not watching Joe. He's not interacting with Joe. Something happens to Joe, like cutting his arm. He wasn't around Joe when it happened. No. But he rem- but he remembered it. He only remembered it because it's something that happened in his life 30 years ago, but there was a situation that caused that memory to come back up 
And because of the paradox of the timeline stuff, it they portray it as if it is a fresh memory in that moment, but technically it is not. It has been there in Bruce Willis's mind for 30 years. It just started. It's like, <clears throat> um, Lee, have you seen the um, the 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 um, Doctor Who special, The Day of the Doctor, where all three of them come together with John Hurt? When she goes, it's the it's the same Doctor, it's the same screwdriver, and they start the count. They start the process with the first screwdriver, and in seconds it goes to the third screwdriver, and the the code is still there. Four hundred years later, all at the same time. That's the same principle. That's the principle that's happening. Is it's been happening for thirty years, all in one moment. It just seems like it's one moment, but it's really been thirty years. I understand what you. The, but like to, to to Lee's point, it is semantics. It seems fresh because it's been new in Joe's body. Now all the stuff that's happening to Bruce Willis in the moment—that's all new memories. Because he's that's now him, his personal timeline still moving forward. But everything that happens to Joe happened to Bruce Willis thirty years ago. There's there's it's the only explanation to that. My whole point there's, is it doesn't matter whether it happened thirty years ago or two seconds ago to Bruce Willis. It's one and the same. Mm. To mm. Bruce to Bruce Willis's brain, what happened thirty years ago might just as well be something that happened to him two seconds ago. What Lee described was him forgetting a a detail about a past event. What Bruce Willis is going through is something that's being implanted to him right then and there because Joseph Gordon Lovett is changing things. Uh, but it's been in his. But it has technically been in his mind at that. Technically, moment for you're right. Years. Technically, it has been in his brain for thirty years. But it's not. It doesn't matter. 30 years ago, two seconds ago, 10 minutes ago, it doesn't matter. It's all one and the same to Bruce Willis right in that but moment. It's, it's the same type of feeling, though. My point is if a memory like that comes back, it's the same thing where it's fuzzy, it pops up, and you go, oh, okay, this. It's not like it's so fresh like it just happened two seconds ago. It might have come into your mind, but it didn't just happen two seconds ago, and suddenly you remember it so vividly, you remember it like a fuzzy memory. I, I, I just um um I, I disagree with this entire thing. I don't I there's uh-huh. no That's there's fine. there's no difference between something that it, it, from Bruce Willis's point of view, from his standpoint, there is no difference between what happened thirty years ago and what happened two seconds ago. There's zero difference here. Okay. The next morning, Joe was waking up from his detox coma. Um, Sarah was standing there with her shotgun, kindly asking him to leave, but he ain't going anywhere because reasons. He shows her the numbers on the piece of paper that he has, and she instantly points the gun back at him. Where did you get these numbers from? He fails to answer the way that she she wants him to, and she shoots him with rock salt straight in the chest, and now he's a bloodied mess. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he then has to start explaining everything that's going on. Thank God she knows what a looper is in that whole situation. That way we don't have to go through that. Do you believe me? Do you not believe me thing, which I'm, I'm, I really appreciate this movie. Didn't do that. It would have just been one more thing to bog this movie down. Um, come to find out that the numbers are Sid's birthday and the medical code of the hospital that he was born at. So mm-hmm. it's established. Joe is going to stay there so that he can get his life back. Well, at the same time, protecting Sarah and her son. Right. Good. Yep. The other two kids that were born at the hospital, Bruce is planning on paying a visit to in one way or another. And wow, 
Bruce Willis walks up to one of these kids and the camera goes off and you hear the gunfire and my God. Um, Sarah treat, we then see Sarah doing a really good job of treating his wounds because she's a really good house host. What we, what we, what we tend to skip to is one of the girls that he goes and sees at the, her, her apartment is the girl that Joseph Gordon Levitt is like sleeping pining with over the, the stripper, the stripper woman. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. skipped over that because that is one thing in this movie that doesn't really go anywhere. Like his relationship with the stripper and the fact that she has a kid, that whole thing and that the Bruce Willis goes to kind of see her. But he's, yeah, but that, that it does play a part because he goes to her house. Okay, fine. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Outside later, of that, it means nothing. No, exactly. <laughs> Outside of that, it means nothing. Um, Later on that night, as Joe is resting on the porch, he gets a signal from Sarah, who's upstairs in her bedroom, and she basically just wants some sexy time. Uh, and that's 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 basically about it. Sarah wanting sexy time? I, I, I think she just <laughs> wants to feel good, so she's like, you know what? I could do this myself, or I could just call him. <laughs> yeah. It had then she nothing to Then she gets to smoke a real cigarette. Then she right? exactly, she smokes a real cigarette. It had nothing to do with her attraction to him. It was all about self-gratification in that moment. A hundred percent. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely skipped over uh, a couple of different things. My apologies. Um, later that night, while Joe was resting on the porch, Sid is actually the one that invites him into the house, and he makes the remote control frog communication device that Sarah later uses to get her sexy right. time. Um, they have a conversation about Joe's mother, or I'm sorry, they have a conversation about Sarah. Sid doesn't think that Sarah's his real mother in that moment. He thinks that she's lying. He actually remembers her real mother and that he wasn't strong enough to stop her from dying, which is really important. Um, we cut back to Bruce, who's still on the run for some reason. He's just, he's just running. I, I, I don't understand why he's running. There's no buildup. There's no buildup to him being chased at all. He's just running. Okay. Back on the farm, yeah, right. during one of Sid's math lessons, he actually has a mini freak out because he actually wants Sarah to tell him the truth. You're not my mother. And he, it doesn't show what he does. He just starts freaking out, and then we see Sarah, who runs to hide in the safe. And then later on, we see Sid, who's sleeping on, on the bed, but then, you know, curls up and cuddles up with Sarah and apologizes for what happened earlier. No? Okay. To your point, Chuck, we see Bruce, who's heading toward the second address, and he sees the stripper lady that he's fond of and that she has a daughter. This is where he's captured. Am I wrong on that? Did I skip something? He's captured here? Like they get, they grab him, they grab him outside her apartment. What? It, anyways, it it really doesn't matter. One of the goons he shows up at Sarah's because he dies house. anyways. Yeah, one of the goons shows up at Sarah's uh, farmhouse and he's looking for Joe. I don't know how they know Joe is here. Is that ever a thing? No. Um. Not, not no. No. Did did they have? I, I I don't know. They're not tracking them. Oh, did they? Did did they have the numbers? No, no, they don't have I, the numbers. I, I have no idea. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, unless Jeff Daniels knows who the Rainmaker is because he's from the future and he knows that's who the kid kind is, of what I he was sends thinking. Him over to him. That's kind yeah. of what I was thinking. Jeff Daniels knows who the Rainmaker is. And it would have been nice if they actually explained that. Exactly. Though. Exactly. Like it would. It would have been, I will agree with this. It would have been really nice if they explained that. And it would have been really nice if there was something from Abe to, to well, let us know that 
there's only one reason why they had a video camera on running. They had a video camera on the other girl's house, though, which makes no sense because they're watching Bruce Willis on video looking into the window of the girl's apartment. Anyways, one of the like I was saying, one of the goons shows up at Sarah's farmhouse looking for Joe. Um, it really ends up going nowhere because Sid helps Joe escape in this underground tunnel, and then bye bye. The, the 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 goon goes away. That's when later on that night the the frog lights up and and, and Sarah wants her sexy time. Um, we find out that she has TK because she's floating a lighter. So see, it came back. Come on. Yeah, yeah. an hour and yeah. a half later. Exactly. That was my thing. <laughs> Oh, my God. The next morning, the Gap Man comes back, knowing fully well that Joe is there. And this does not end well at all. We see the kid take a trip and fall down the stairs, and he's very upset that this happened. Sarah does not try to help Sid. Instead, Sarah basically tackles Joe outside of the house because Sid loses his mind. Everything in the room levitates. So is this so what was made first? This movie or X3? I'm pretty sure X3 came out before this. Hmm. Uh yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. think it, I think it did too. So they basically stole that scene and Yeah. Her they stole house the Xavier scene from made yeah. this movie. Yeah. You're right. I'm not going to argue that. But instead of him that. instead of him just turning into dust particles, this guy oh, like boy. is a bloody mess. So we don't <laughs> we don't we don't see the goon explode in, in bloody spectacular fashion. Instead no. we see we see Joe go out in into the, the, the fields where 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 Sid is and he is just a bloodied mess. Um right. I mean now you see this, you this see blood was... you see like blood coming out of the guy slowly like a but then it just pans away. Do we really? Because the last thing I remember, the last thing I remember, he he is just like in the air, you know. He's almost you see making, a little, you see, almost making like Jesus, just just being it, it, spread and he pulled was, and stretched and. But you see, just like almost like, do we? particles of blood coming out a little bit? Okay, and I then must, it just pans I, I, away. I have to I have to rewatch that scene then because I don't remember. I don't yeah, it that. almost reminded me of the uh, too much iron in your blood. Okay, scene right. like kind of like that, where it's coming out, and you're like, oh, all right. But yeah, very, very X Men, and and that's very where we start X-Men. cutting through here. Now, also, did you guys watch Brightburn? I think I think I told you to watch that, right, Chuck? It was basically if Superman uh, wasn't good, like if he used his powers for for evil. It that's exactly what the movie was. Alien kid comes down to a spaceship. Lives on a farm. Like the boys? Um, I guess. I didn't watch the boys. But this whole movie was like, it was like a horror movie, basically. Like a horror thriller on if this kid came down and like what would happen if he felt threatened and knew that he had the power. And it was, it was pretty crazy. Like I won't watch it again. It was definitely one of the last like horror movies I've watched and I, I won't watch it again. Um, but it, it definitely had that same type of feel when I rewatched this, where it's like this kid's got power, but because he's a kid, he's he's very um, all of his actions are based on his emotions and he doesn't have the cognitive or the, the ability to make moral decisions. It's all based on his emotion. Right. So when he's seeing this whole situation there, he's not going to just like knock the guy out. He's just going to obliterate act. him. He's just because he's act. Exactly. Yeah. So when they had that whole scene where he falls down the stairs, gets up and just takes the guy out, I'm just like, oh, man, this is going to be nuts. And the kid just doesn't have he's got no 
um, no restrictions, just lets Zero. it all go. It reminded yeah. me more of, um, again, X-Men. It reminded me more of... Phoenix, yeah. No, Logan, where, um, where Xavier is basically not all together with it mentally. And when he's being mm. attacked, he doesn't think about what to do. He just acts in that moment and everybody around him is kind of freaking out. You know what I mean? Oh, like in like in that like that's what it reminded me. When more he's of. like when Logan's like fighting his way in through the hotel room, and everybody's to get to him. frozen yeah. and just yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of it's that, kind that of scene like that. was nuts. Yeah, it that was. scene was crazy. It was it was something all right. Um, yeah. At this moment, we're getting back to it. Bruce is basically captured, and he's brought before Abe, or he's brought to you know the clubhouse or whatever, and that's when we get you know the Bruce Willis gunfight scene where he just <laughs> grabs a, grabs a uh, a machine gun and just guns everybody down and mm-hmm. the last image do we see of Abe is him with a bullet in his head uh, i'm i'm just waiting for Chuck he's to he's not he's not dead <laughs> he's not dead oh my god because in the, the end stretch. Bruce Willis because in the because in the end Bruce Willis never did it so we're in the final stretch of this movie where Bruce and Joe come face to face. Bruce drives up with a truck full of gold and basically tells him they're coming. Go live your life. And uh, I'm going to kill this kid because of what he basically turns into. And Joe doesn't want any of this. He's actually going to stay and protect this kid and, and his mother, which is really. And that would have been a much better ending, in my opinion. I would have loved that. If it ended mm. here. No, if it ended with the kid dying and him taking off. And with the money and you see, and then all of a sudden at the very end, you see a quick flash of what happens to where he is now. Like a redo, like instead of doing that whole 15, that whole 10 minute montage of him growing up, you see a quick two to three minute montage of his life now. Had it been with the Rainmaker dead, him now having all this money, him now living past the age of 50, getting married, all this stuff, getting away from it all. Um, that would have been a much better ending, in my opinion, than the way they ended it. But then, but then the movie wouldn't have happened. The movie would have happened. The movie no, it would wouldn't have happened. happened because he, because he wouldn't have been sent back, and it wouldn't have right. set off this chain of events. You're right, but the, okay. So then, so then, to each point, neither time <laughs> would the movie have happened. Exactly. That is the paradox of time right. travel movies. Right. Really? <laughs> We're doing this again. Really? <laughs> yes. Look. No matter how you slice it, no matter which way we try to go with it, you try to make this movie make any sense with any type of alternate ending, it's not going to. Nope. Again, it's the grandfather paradox. If you go back and you change this thing, you kill somebody or you don't kill somebody, you change these things, it's going to affect the future to a point where you would not have gone back. So that's where we stand. Whenever we have time travel like this where somebody goes back into the past to change things... I mean, the only thing that makes sense as if far as quote-unquote time travel is somebody gets frozen and they wake up 50 years later. That is I the only do, time travel that makes any sense. That's the Demolition Man. But yeah, that, yeah. if I could go back in time Captain and America. change one thing, I would go back in time and not watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I do, I just I have. So a you hard get to experience fresh. Ex, it's fresh for the first time again. Yeah, it's fresh for the first time again. <laughs> you would too. You would too. Anyways, like I was saying, Bruce and Joe, they're face to face. A lot of talk about gold, and Bruce wants to kill the kid so he can prevent any kind of you know future events from happening. It, yeah. It 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 yeah. 
it's mind-boggling. And and Tilly's point, and I guess your point too, Chuck. Anytime mm-hmm. we get into a conversation about time travel, eventually this is the problem that we're going to uh to encounter. But you know what? I've learned <laughs> to accept whatever rules of time travel a movie gives me and just run with it. Otherwise, you're not gonna have a good time with what you're watching. If you I- spend your entire time focusing on what makes sense and what doesn't make sense when viewing anything about time travel, not getting into the whole memory conversation all over again. But if you do that with time travel movies, you're not going to have fun with any of them. And then what's the point? There, there, there really isn't one. So see, I, I enjoy I, a lot of time travel movies as do I. And I, this is one of the few that I did not. In fact, Netflix just did a movie with Ryan Reynolds called the Adam. I'm Project. actually, I really right. want to see that. I just watched it, and it was actually really decent. And they did a good, they did a great job with it. That's good. Um, They, I, I mean, it was a quick, it was an hour and a half movie. It wasn't a big long. Thank God, it's not a two and a half, (laughs) three hour movie. Wonderful. Um, Honestly, I'm just tired of every single movie being two plus hours. Can we just watch a movie that's a normal length for once? It's a, it's a normal length movie. It's fun. It's the whole movie. The premise of the whole movie is time travel. Wonderful. That is the whole, like, that is what the storyline is, is time travel. Um, and they do a pretty, it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, and I'm not a, a huge fan of a lot of the Netflix originals, but this one was pretty, pretty good. So if you want to enjoy a good movie just for fun, Adam Project. I'm going to check it out. So I, um, up until this point, I thought it was not that important to talk about this but here i kind of have to because of how idiotic it is i skipped over the moron of this movie because i just didn't like him i i I didn't like his story (laughs) but this 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 dunce of a character (laughs) noah segan who is credited only as kid blue Goes through this yes. en- goes through this entire movie not being able to do anything right. It's suggested <laughs> no. it's suggested that sometime in the past he shot his foot. He's told go get Joe. He fails. <laughs> he's told to go get Bruce. He fails. He's stripped of his gun from Abe, and he decides I'm going to make it up to him by going rogue and just trying to go do this job himself. And even mm. then, he fails. He has this giant gun. With range, mind you, and he's firing at Joe on a speeder bike and hitting nothing. He's hitting the ground. He's hitting air. The bullets are going nowhere near Joe at all. So (laughs) Joe takes his blunderbuss and starts shooting the ground, creating a smoke cloud. And this Mm. idiot decides to drive through said smoke cloud thinking that (laughs) (laughs) thinking that it was going to do some type of good. He goes through the smoke cloud and Joe blows him away. It was fabulous. I I just, I had to talk about this. I know I skipped over him through the whole movie because he's stupid, but here Mm -hmm. I had to because of how idiotic his end was. Wow. Just, just wow. Oh man. So I don't know if you know much about this guy, um, Noah Segan. So he, he looks in, familiar, but I can't play. He looks him. he looks familiar. He played um a, a trooper in Knives Out. Um, so it it looks as though he works a lot with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and a lot with Ryan Johnson. Okay. So he just tends to be a part of that. Now the funniest thing that I went back in his history about 
is do you guys remember the show Kablam? Oh my god. He was Henry, like Henry and June. He was the voice of Henry. Oh like my the god. main the main like characters yeah. of Kablam. Yeah. That's who this that's who this guy is. Oh my god. <laughs> you're talking How about, ridiculous you're, you're, is that? You're talking about the cartoon characters that were like the hosts of the show. Exactly. Oh Henry my god. and June. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Kablam. Yeah, Kablam was awesome. Kablam was actually it was it was before Robot Chicken we had Kablam. Like way before. And it was a it was a much uh we'll say much more appropriate version. <laughs> Of Robot Chicken. <laughs> Much more appropriate. Yeah. Prometheus and Bob. Prometheus and Bob was amazing. Yes. Okay. Chuck, you remember this, right? I'm looking you at watched Ka- You never watched Kablam? <laughs> oh, my God. So it, they, it was just like, it was like channel after channel or comic after comic. They had all these different stories that would happen, and they would cut and move to another story. Um, but Henry and Jude oh, were like the I, hosts. I remember now. Yeah. They had... Um, it's like a fresh it? memory. <laughs> it was foggy for a while as you were talking about but now they look yeah, up on IMDb now, it's now a fresh memory back. so we're at the end of this back. movie we're at the end of this movie and Sarah is packing up Sid and they're going to be off and as the two are driving away they see Bruce at the end of the road who is firing at them Sarah speeds up the truck thinking that she's going to run him down but he's pretty far away shooting a gun at them Sid mm-hmm. is begging Sarah to stop because He's going to shoot us. A bullet pierces the windshield. Sid freaks out, and the trip flips up in the air doing a vertical 180. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> now, everybody's trying to escape. They're in the fields. Bruce takes a shot, grazing Sid's face. Now, he's a bloody mm-hmm. mess. And that's when it happens. Grass. Well, Sid was already a bloody mess. But, grass yeah. and dust, and everything is being picked up. Sarah and Bruce are both up in the air. And Sarah is able to talk Sid down by whispering, I'm shocked that Sid was actually able to hear Sarah in this moment. Like, well, that she, was the, she's they whispering. Were, she was, it's, it's the she power was communicating of love. Through, the power, yeah, it's the power of the love. Power of love. You don't need money. Don't need fame. You just need to whisper. He starts crying. To a, to a TK to TK. He starts crying and calls her mom. And it's an oh, feel good moment. And everybody kind of falls to the ground. She yeah, tells so him, that's the moment where he actually calls her mom, and he accepts that she is his mother, and he gets it. Like, he feels it there. And I'm like, that was actually a pretty cool moment. But, again, there's, this is the turning point that comes down to he finally accepts her as his mother. He loves her. He's not pushing her away. Nope. And, but they do something that I thought was amazing here. I'm sorry for cutting you off here, Will, no, but you're getting, to the point, you're getting to the point at this where Joseph, so we'll say young Joe, sees the potential future. If she gets killed. Right? That's basically what it is at this point. That's he what it sees, is. like, he see, if, he if sees, anything plays out. He sees the potential when his mother is dead, he is on the train, alone, scared, and that's how he grows up. And he can absolutely see mm-hmm. how this kid would, you know, take control of five families and do the whole thing with ending loops and all the good stuff. Yes. Right. Yes. So then they the, so then they cut back to reality. Now that's the other thing here, and I think it goes along with what uh, Chuck was saying. Like he didn't understand why and when it cuts over there and shows like Joe's life, or we'll say old Joe's life from the point of him killing himself, or you know his older self, and then going through it. Why did they put it there? I think there were a lot of times in this movie where it was unclear at the first point, you know, that they were going into a flashback or we're going to tell you a story here, like. 
Not that they needed like, you know, doodle-doo-doo-doo-doo Wayne's World things to kind of show you here's the potential future, but they did it a lot where they kind of cut through, but they didn't come back like it was a dream. Um, so here they kind of just showed it, and you go, oh, and you accept that that's the reality. It got shot. Oh, it was going to happen anyway. But you hear Joseph Gordon-Levitt say, that's when I saw it. That's when I realized, I forgot the exact line. I don't know if you wrote it down, but this is when I realized that, you know, when you could see this kid who goes through this, who goes through that, loses the one person he cares about and blah, 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 and then turns against everybody, and that's that. I thought it was actually really well put together at that point. Like, you, it, there's a lot of points in this movie that I go, I don't like how they, they left this out, but then I'm I'm almost like, it's almost refreshing the way that they did it because they didn't make it so obvious. They still filled you in afterwards, but at first you're kind of disoriented. It's that disorientation that I don't quite like in movies at first, but here I'm like, okay, I'll allow it. I accept it. I get what they're doing here. It's different than what you see in other movies. But again, we're looking at Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson has done a lot of things I don't like, mostly just The Last Jedi. But eh, we almost did it. We almost made it through a Ryan Johnson movie without bringing up Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, here we are at the end, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, like you said, that's when Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees everything that's going on, turns the gun on himself, fires, and Bruce Willis just vanishes into the thin, thin air. Mm-hmm. One of the last scenes now here's, a, we... now, here's a question. Why does he vanish and not just die? Well, because he, he never would have gotten there, right? Because he never existed. One of the last <laughs> things we see in the movie is Sarah and Sid back in the house, and Sid's being given a bath to wipe off all the blood. And later on, Sarah comes across the truck that had all the gold in it. Now she is a very, very, very rich woman. She then comes mm-hmm. across Joe's body and brushes his hair. Roll credits, the end. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I know we did a lot of arguing, Chuck, <laughs> but here, here's what I'm going to say. You bring up a lot of really good points about this movie. I'm not going to lie. Does it change the way that I feel about this movie? No. I still think it's fine. I, don't want it for, to. I still think it's fine for what it is. I don't have a problem with the time travel. The big problem that I have kind of on board with you about the whole memories thing, we could go back and forth about that more if you really want to, but I don't think either one of us do. It doesn't change the way that I feel about this movie. I, I think it's sound. I think it's fine for what it is. It's a great story. It's at the very least original. It's not the same thing that's being done over and over and over again in, in, in movies like this. It's a different approach to time travel. I really appreciate how simple time travel is. You go in this room, you flash back in time, and the events play out as such. It's not overly done. It's not using a whole bunch of science. They're not jumping in a DeLorean. It's not explaining everything. There's no 10 or 12-minute scene about, well, the lightning and the this and that. It doesn't do any of that, which I really, really appreciate. And again, the whole thing about memories and the way that they're in sync together through this thing, I really dug that as well. So I know you don't like it. All of your reasons for not liking it, I can't i could argue with a lot of them i think i did i think i did a good job i think you did a good job as well so that's that's just how i feel those are my closing thoughts about this movie um lee and i are absolutely on the same page when it comes to the way that emily blunt played her character i thought it was fantastic i thought joe's joseph's portrayal of of being kind of a younger bruce willis was also really good you don't expect that coming from somebody like him i thought that was awesome and and the last thing that i will say is that in 2012 
this was at the point of Bruce Willis's career where things were kind of winding down. You know, for the prior 10 years or so since he did Die Hard with a Vengeance, a lot of what you saw him in, he was very clearly phoning it in. He was very clearly doing everything on screen for a, somewhat of a paycheck. Like, he didn't care all that much. You didn't feel it. Here, you actually kind of did. Like, you could tell that Bruce Willis kind of got invested with the story a little bit. And I, I appreciated that as well. Maybe that's blinding my judgment a little bit. So I, I, I will say that. But that's, um, that's it. And I'm, I'm I, done. And I'll let you two uh, close it out. Yeah, I appreciate your... Uh... You know your your thoughts and your feelings on it, um, but you you think they're garbage and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you I don't think your feelings on it are garbage. I just think the movie itself is hot garbage. Um, I agree. Emily Blunt did a fantastic job in the movie. I think Joseph Gordon Levitt um, portrayal was great. I couldn't get past the contacts that ruined. The look for me, I think. The contacts just threw me off for his eyes. Um, he does not have blue eyes like that in real life. It's It was it was a little weird. He doesn't um, have a nose like that in real life. <laughs> or, <laughs> or a jaw like that in real life. <laughs> so yeah. I, I had, a, I had a, a looking at him and just knowing who he, what he really looks like, it, it was hard to get past. Um, I thought, here's the thing. I thought the acting in this movie was decent. I don't like the story. I don't like the portrayal of what's going on. It was boring to me. It was not action to me. It was a hot mess to me. There was so many plot holes to me. Um, I, I, if, if the way Lee can rip apart T3, that's how I feel about this movie. The first three times I tried watching this movie, I passed out. In the first 20 minutes of the movie, I could not keep myself awake. Even watching it this time, midday, Trying to keep myself away from the movie, I had a hard time keeping myself awake, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." Um, but again, we all like certain movies, and we all dislike certain movies, and which is fine. That's okay. Um, I just hope and pray that someday both of you guys will grow up and appreciate hot garbage when it really is hot garbage. <laughs> I appreciate hot garbage when it's hot garbage. This to me isn't. This just isn't one of those films. You want to talk hot garbage? Let's do the happening. That is massively hot garbage. <laughs> I'm on board with you on that one. Hey, 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 hey! Don't, don't, don't knock that movie. That's not that bad. <laughs> we could do Batman. It's the forever. trees. The trees. The trees are killing us. Don't breathe near the trees. Quick, run away from the wind now. Here comes the wind, everybody. Hey, hey, hey! That guy's laying down in front of a, a, a lawnmower. Get up, man. What I really don't get is if you look up all the reviews on this movie, they give them great reviews. And I don't get how the majority of people like this movie. You don't get you don't you you don't get how you're the odd one out that doesn't like this movie. Oh wow. The thing is the movie the movie is entertaining. Right? Yes. Does it it's not entertaining at all? We, if listen, it was entertaining, listen. I wouldn't be falling asleep we when had, I watched it for the first time. You and I, you and hang Memento. on, you and I had a really good like forty-five I mean, minute debate in this movie about the semantics of memories. I think that's entertaining, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Our conversation is entertaining. The movie itself, <laughs> not. I'm, I just, I, I don't know. It's 
Is it when I when this first came out? I watched it on on Blu-ray when it first came out, and I was like, "This is a hot mess," <laughs> and I've had that opinion ever since. I I don't know. It's just one of those. It was a big movie when it came out. It was a massive hit, and everybody loved it. And I was just like, "I can't get on board with it. I cannot get on board with it." Um, I don't know. I still I, I maintain my uh, my thoughts and opinions on this. And we will agree to disagree so. on that, sir. Lee, closing thoughts on I, I mean, Looper. Is this the greatest movie in the world? No. Do do I enjoy the movie for what it is? Yeah, I could sit here and complain about it because there are tons of lo- that like you know little flaws and things that were left out of it, things that I disagree with. Like I mentioned, things that were um, it seems like they they forgot about something. They didn't explain things, and they kind of they did things that were. I guess trying to sidetrack you or just lazy. I don't know. Um, but all in all, I, I'd, I'd give it, you know, I'd say 80%, you know, would be kind of where I'm putting it at right now. Like, do I enjoy this movie for what it is? 80%. I see, I see issues with it, but, you know, I've seen much worse movies that try to attempt something like this. Mm. You know, this movie... It seemed it seemed like it had an identity crisis a few times throughout it, but you know, I'd say that the the way that the actors pulled things off, they did a good job. So I can't knock them for doing it. I I can just say that the way that it was all put together, there were parts I go, uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, whatever. Knives Out was a good movie. You know, we did Knives Out, didn't we? Did we? Knives that was out. One- Knives Out was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and I thought it was fantastic. I mean, but if you look back in Ryan Johnson's, uh, you know, his portfolio, there's not a lot that he has in here that have really stuck out. I mean, he's only been, the the first time he directed a movie was something called Ninja Co., some short back in 1990, and then Evil Demon Golf Ball from Hell in 97. <laughs> and then it, that it goes up That is an amazing to- title. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> or or uh, Ben Boyer and the phenomen- uh, phenomenology of automobile marketing. Um, but, you know, yeah. But then the first full movie he does is a movie called Brick, ah, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That um, was a fantastic movie. And he did that. That so, movie was phenomenal. I remember yeah. hearing about that. I forget where. It's a 1970s, yeah. like, drug deal movie. Down in some guy's basement. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Fantastic okay. film. That was, that was a, that was a. Thinker. Every time He's I hear thing. about that movie, I say I gotta watch that movie. And now, it's, oh, okay. Yeah, right. but he did actually direct three episodes of Breaking Bad. That I remember. One of the, one of them being Ozymandias. Did he really? Yes. Yeah, and that was that was after um that, that was the year after Looper. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That he directed Ozymandias. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because that's 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 the peak of that series. Yep. That I will say, peak. I will say, it was um, it it was it was fun being on the opposite end of the uh, <laughs> the other side of the coin for the movie this time because usually the movies we talked about I've enjoyed, um, and it's always been Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's always yeah. been the one who doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. Um, it's good. Has has there been one that you haven't liked yet? Well, what did I hate? Did we do <laughs> one that you didn't like? I thought we did one that you didn't like. I, I, yeah, we just did one that you didn't really care for. 
Did we? I thought. I thought we did. I don't know. Did we? We did T3, which I loved. Right, but Lee hated it. Lee hated that one. I oh, hated this what, one. What makes you think that? <laughs> we got to do a movie that I don't like. You're right. We got we to gotta yeah. find a movie that I really don't like. Let's do Equilibrium with the three of us. <laughs> well, there we go. There's Equilibrium. <laughs> but that's a movie that you like that me and Lee, would, I can't imagine what a revisit with that one would be. I can't. <laughs> uh, I don't. I just... I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm not down for the revisits. Neither. See, the I'm thing just, is, is if you if we did that movie, every plot hole, every issue you found with that movie, I would agree with you 100. percent But you would love it anyways. <laughs> Still love the movie anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Boy. Let's do Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I mean, you guys. You guys both didn't like Boba Fett, and that's that's an entire series that you didn't like. Will. Okay. Yeah. So, you're right. There is that. I thought that, yeah. Um, Boba Fett's... Boba, I'm okay, sorry, I, will say, I will say this. I will say this. Looper is better than Boba Fett. Looper Boba Fett was a giant... Boba Fett. Bo- Boba Fett was a giant mound of... It was just a hot, hot, hot mess. Um, oh, it, Will, you didn't like the Matrix... <laughs> the new Matrix movie. Yeah, we get to a point in that movie where I didn't like that. Yep. That yeah. was my four minutes of laughter. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. Um, what, you what should else? you should tell Lee what because <laughs> I didn't realize that you listen to our podcast once in a while. But he's we were talking, you know, oh, um, when we were, when we were doing um, <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> it was back when we did conspiracy theory, and I I was listening to it and I hit I hit rewind like eight times in a row just at the port where Chuck where I'm talking about uh, how he um how he asks her out and she she says no, but then. Chuck just starts laughing and goes, but then she falls in love with them. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Some of the things they put in movies, that just it would never happen in real life. It's hilarious. Never. <clears throat> never. I don't know. Uh, like time travel. Oh, yeah. Time travel would never happen in real life. So. Oh, yeah. Or like Anakin Skywalker and Padme. Like. <laughs> can we talk about that for a second? Can we, can we oh, talk geez. about... Um, how, for for whatever reason, Hayden Christensen's going to be in the suit. Mm, can yeah. we? Can we? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he was the latest version of Darth Vader. Darth but Vader. why does it yeah, have Darth to be him in the suit? Why? Why does he want to do this? <laughs> I don't know because well, they want to. They want to show like a scarred up Anakin. Fine, show show <laughs> me. I don't care about the scar. Why does he have to be in the suit? So that he can say I, he was in the suit. Yeah, I exactly. Guess so. That's what I was thinking so, too. So, Let me so ask I you this: some, If you were I, asked, I, if you were asked to be Darth Vader in the suit, would you say no? Well, I would do it, but I'm not Hayden Christensen. Well, yeah, and, and it'd be yeah, you'd but be Hayden quite Christensen short, really isn't Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen isn't like a, a, a class A actor. No, what has he done since Sith? Of no jumper, jumper, fine, awake, awake. Yeah. Never even heard of it. That's a very interesting movie. I don't want to hear about your B movies. I'm talking about like no, no I, I Jumper. I, I think it Jumper. Yeah. <laughs> um Jumper. <laughs> uh, jump Jumper. Jumper. You want to talk about a movie that's a hot mess. Jumper's a hot mess. Jumper yeah. is a thousand times better than this movie. Uh, no. <laughs> I like mm. Jumper. Jumper no, to me was more entertaining this than this movie ever will be. No, sir. No, sir. Oh, a hundred percent. No, sir. 
It was an awful, I, awful movie, but it was still I just better. It was, it was more entertaining than this movie. I thought it was interesting that Mace Windu was chasing after, <laughs> chasing after Anakin the whole time. I thought it was interesting that Samuel L. Jackson takes ten minutes to open a portal, and Hayden Christensen stands there while it's happening and does nothing. He doesn't jump to another place. He doesn't leave. He just stands there and watches everything unfold. That movie uh-huh. falls apart for me in that moment. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's taking you 10 minutes to open one portal. You can just jump through like four or five more and lose them and the movie is over. But no, you got to stand there and be an idiot. Well, because then they couldn't make the movie. <laughs> so Whoopsie. I will say I will say there was I, I saw a meme recently that I, I, I laughed at and it was um when when Darth Vader dies, it's just it was a ghost of Obi-Wan saying, oh, make sure you burn his body. <laughs> so then it so then it cuts to the shot where you see um remember the, the ghost the force ghosts of Yoda old Ben Kenobi yeah, yeah, and yeah, Hayden yeah, Christensen yeah well the, the well the funny thing is when they do that with Hayden Christensen at first he he's turning and looking at them but if you pause it just right he's not smiling when he's looking at them he's like m- angry looking. <laughs> So it's like right after he's like his body is on a few fun- on a funeral pyre like on fire and it just shows him like glaring at them and and it's it's actually really funny and it, it adds a whole new element to that it's like really you told him to burn my body you jerk and there's Obi Wan just smiling goodbye <laughs> anyways we're done it's yep, been a long I'm night done. yep we're all spent yep all right have a good one everybody. See ya. Bye, everyone.